Welcome to the Red Pig Inn here this afternoon as we talk about Putnam County baseball with the uh, coaches of the Putnam County League and Darren Henry from Lipsick, Dusty Pisa from Miller City that let him in the door, Matt Dubay from Fort Jennings, Ty Wanamaker from Audeville, Chad Ernstberger from Kaleida who just left to go somewhere. Uh, Brandon Sauter will be here via telephone from a night ago. Abe Eskimi will talk to you in a second to talk about PG, Jordan Stryker from Continental, and Nick Watkins from OG, who, by the way, was the last guy in the door despite the fact that he's uh, statistically the closest, given that OG's right down the street. But uh, we'll start start with Abe. I don't. I live in Finley. I could have just picked you up on the way. It doesn't work. We'll talk, uh, talk to him in a second, but uh, we'll start with Abe because apparently he's in demand and he's got things to do today. Is that how that goes? Yeah, that is how it goes. Uh, you've got uh, you've got an interesting team. I mean, you come back, you look at what you guys did last year, and you go six and seventeen in your first year at PG. Uh, when you kind of look at that, how was that transition process for you? I know coming back, you know, you obviously obviously know PG very well, but you come back and you're able to now lead that program that you care so much about. Yeah, we you know coming back, we had some pitching that we expected to have back and we I lost my one right off before the season started and then I lost my two to injury um, we went into the season with I think like two and a half innings of varsity experience and it was one of those things where it was just a grow and learn and add and just have these kids play baseball and and just continue to get better we got better as the season went on and is you know, one of those things where it's, it's always great to come back to your alma mater and coach and try and uh, make a better place and, you know, just try and improve the baseball as much as you can as we move forward. So it was it was fun coming back and new experience, and now we're getting to a point where we're, we're teaching a little bit more than what, you know, probably a lot of the stuff that, we had learned in the past from that aspect of it, and the boys have responded well. We're getting better, and we got you now more pitching coming back this year, and we're hoping that that helps us out. Was it different for you coming in, being the third coach in three years for that team, of getting them to buy in, or was it because, hey, you know, I'm from here, I care about this team, I, I can make this work, you guys just need to buy in? No, I mean, to me it was just about coaching, just coming in and, like, getting the kids to buy in a little bit but it was more about coaching and just getting you know getting the boys on a routine and allowing them to get to do the you know do things that maybe they weren't accustomed to maybe they weren't used to doing and and just teaching them and and I think you know as the season progressed they saw a little bit of of improvement and they saw more of what we were doing was paying off and it worked and you know and then you get to work with a few summers ago, I got to work with Chad, and you know, I was learning from him. How did that set you back? Oh, I mean, I, <laughs> mentally maybe a little <laughs> bit, but you know, physically, the, the stuff that he teaches is there was it's, some it's therapy. Really yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, and just some of the things I learned from him, and you know, being able to use some of that, and uh, it was. <laughs> See, know, I got to get him before he goes on because he's going to talk for a while and say say some things. So yeah. you got to so, get yeah. him early. But yeah, other than that, I mean, it was just about the kids actually you know like you said buying into what we were trying to teach and um that paid off toward the end of the season we got better and i we're like so we're hoping for better results here. 
playing in this Putnam County League, it's, it's probably one of the best leagues, I think, in the state of Ohio, baseball-wise. There's a lot of talent in this league, and everybody has good pitching in this league, and it's just something you've got to deal with. So. Well, it's kind of funny you say that that way because Dusty said, do you think everybody's going to say we're going to be better than we were last year? Um, I would hope that we would all want to be better than what we were last year. So, uh, But for us, that is the goal. We're going to just go one game at a time and just move on from there. So, You talk about your pitching at Cam Team, and you talk about being your number one last year. He goes one and two as an ERA at 1.75, but kind of a, a limited – thing in terms of being your fourth innings pitch guy what what's the jump from last year to this year he's gotten physically stronger he's throwing harder um mentally he's bought in last year i think he was one of those boys who was kind of on the fence of wasn't sure having a new coach and whatnot but he's bought in to the system he's he's been working uh close with my coach uh coach woods has been working with him teaching him some stuff that you know he knows and um just physically hitting the weight room and he's gotten stronger and he's like I said throwing harder his confidence is a little bit more his knee is surgically repaired knee is is 100 percent so that's key and um he's gonna be he's gonna be very very good if, when he's on he's he's a very good pitcher and we've seen that already this spring where you know he's come out and, and he's also taken the role of, of a leadership role where he's helping teach some of the young kids now so and that was something that you know maybe he was lacking last year, but it's something that's growth on his part, and he's he's doing a tremendous job. So helps you get to bring back two uh, PCL picks and Isaac Stall and Jake Mag kind of put those yeah. three pieces together. And Jake Mag as well. He's he's another one of my pitchers. He's not he doesn't throw nearly as hard as what Cam does, but um, his his off speed is just absolute filth. I had a we had a, a coach college coach looking at Cam, and he said that. His that the stuff that he saw from Jake is the his off speed stuff is just unreal for him to be able to do that. But it's that's all for you guys. It's something um, that he's going to build off. And like I said, he's the leader of the team. He's he's my three year letter winner. He's coming back. This will be his fourth year, Um, and he's going to be somebody who I think is going to be a solid number two, and he can help us out. And he's going to win a lot of games for us. So. all these guys obviously throw batting practice. Is there a guy that you could probably hit pretty far off of at the table? At the table? Um, I would say Dusty, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> he said he could take a yard if you were throwing in batting practice. <laughs> uh, conversely, which one of them would be the easiest to strike out? I'm not going to go there because I don't want to hurt any feelings. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, it's it's muted right now. Uh, good, he says. But it's, no, he's saying things away from the I, microphone. You know, these guys are all great. I've known a lot of them for a while now, and it's, they're they're good guys, and it's fun that you can mess around and joke around like this, and we know, but once you get inside the lines, it's 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 game on. So Even Matt DeBay? Yeah, even Matt DeBay, yeah. Uh, He's just here to talk about cricket, apparently, in the last part of the show. Um, because he's not here, I told him we're going to uh, – you got anything you like to say about Braden at Grove? I'm sorry. I about Braden at Grove because he's not here? No, not at all. It's, you know, it's, he's got a good team, and he's going to be one of, the, one of the teams to beat in the league. So, that'd be, he's, he's an all right guy. So, I'll leave it at that. Is it more parity this year? 
Um, you look around the league, I think everybody's grown. Everybody had a younger class from what I've seen last year. Um, you know, you got Fort Jennings. They've got the young kids that were doing well. They're going to be now a year more, a year experience. You know, Chad's the same way. He's got Bus and them guys coming back after having a great year last year. And, you know, Dusty's got, you know. Dusty says say, they'll be okay. I say a lot of the, like a lot of the pitchers that are coming back were all younger kids. So, you know, they're all going to be that much better, I believe. And it's going to, that's what's going to make it so fun to compete in this league is going to be that, you know, you know that you have to bring your best every day. Otherwise, the score ends up 20 to zero real fast. So, which you were on the, on both sides of those last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we were. And that's something that I told the boys, you know, you have to learn from that. You know, those games that you have like that, it, it, those games should stick in your head and, Want to come back the following year and and play a little bit better and and try and you know just learn from those mistakes of last year and you know go from there. You know, going into the last season, I was starting six sophomores, two freshmen, and a senior for most of my season. So it's it was we were very young, very inexperienced, and I thought some of those games we held our own a little bit, and some of them we you know we just got on the wrong side of it, and that was the end of it. So anything about your team this year that People might not know that will by the end of it. I believe they're a little bit grittier this year. Um, they they understand that they want to they want to win. They want to be better. They want to be um, they want to play baseball. They understand because I've been drilling it into their head that they can't just show up to a, a game in this league and think that they're going to play well. They have to do what they need to do. Um, they have to get the outs that they need to get. And you know it's just make the easy routine plays and move on and get to the end of the game within a run or two and see what happens. And it's, so these kids are, they're a little bit better off this year than what we were last year, I believe. Mentally wise, they're prepared to be a better team. Um, and we, me and Coach Woods have been instilling that into them. And you know, it's all about being competitive. And I read a, a quote one time, Earlier in the season, that I read to the boys, it came from Michael Jordan. It's not about competing against others; it's about competing about the ability that you have inside of you. You know, competing with that person, with that instead of the other person. And if you can get the best out of yourself, it, I mean, you have nothing really. If Michael Jordan though is betting on himself, and it's yeah, I mean, quite literally, I'm yeah. sure he would bet in a game against himself. Yeah. Yeah, so you know, it's just one of those things where we try and get the kids to, to buy into certain things and just believe in themselves. Really, I mean, we all know we can all sit here and say that PG for the last twenty years hasn't had a winning record because of different things. And Coach Woods and I are looking to change that this year and make a, a better run at things. So that's pretty much it. That's- Pretty good. Now, uh, let's see. Who wants to go next? No, Nobody? We'll go for you. Yeah. If any one of you guys want to go next, I, I we can do it however you want. That's kind of what I figured, honestly. Uh, I No, I actually believe I was going to go to you anyways. So that's uh, – we'll talk about Fort Jennings baseball now. Why? Because Jeff Swick's not here. We settled for Matt Dubay. You told me not to bring him. <laughs> he said he was busy. Something about, uh, no, that's it's like an extension. Something about uh, his kid getting an award or something. 
I think there's is there his district basketball. Yeah. yeah. He cares like about he, he doesn't care about you yet. He doesn't have time for you. Fair enough. Uh, already ten years now. You're uh, six of four Jennings. Uh, you've got uh, you you lose obviously a, a tremendous piece in John Grody, mm-hmm. who ends up hitting almost four hundred. And at times I laugh because he's going to come through that monster one-handed swing. Yeah. And either either you're going to end up laughing in the dugout, or he's going to end up hitting a ball very far. Yeah. I, I mean, did you ever have a conversation with him of? Maybe we level that off, or did you just eventually, well, you're hitting 391, just let it go? No, no. Um, our conversations were always swinging as hard as you can. Uh, I'm not about, and I have never been about, and Mike, you know, I, I'm never about making soft contact. We try to hit the ball as hard as we can and uh, do damage. Yeah, uh, you and it, Rob Manford are all about exit it's, velocity. It's, it is, it is. It's hit the ball as hard as you can. Um, John was that kind of guy, um, and, and, it, and it worked for him. He's a big old kid and hit the ball far, do damage. And it worked for him. True. And then you've got uh, guys on the other side, Carson Gilchrist, who they <laughs> wouldn't necessarily measure up in stature, but, I mean, he hits the ball hard, almost uh, 275. You get Jake Weiger back and Jaron Swick back right at the top of your returning players this mm-hmm. year. Uh, 7-11 last year, kind of an oddity. You guys had the same thing that Ty had in that you had so many games that got canceled I mean, it, that by itself has to be maddening that you guys had almost half a season canceled. Right, and, and a lot of games where I think we would have been competitive in if not uh, came out on top, but that is what it is. You know, you, baseball in Northwest Ohio is truly a winter sport. Um, I think, you know, baseball, track, softball, all, all our spring sports that we play outside are, are winter sports, and looking at the TV over there, it looks like we've got some more winter weather heading our way, and... Scrimmages next week might be in jeopardy, things like that. It's, it's what we do. I remember, uh, like you said, it's, what is it, 10, 11, whatever it's been. I remember playing a game uh, at, when I was coaching at Pandora with icicles hanging off my hat. It's, it's what we do here, and so if we lose games because of weather, it is what it is. Um, they don't go on the record, though, so that's a plus. Well, who's looking at record? Um, so I, I have, have all of them mine. right here. You don't have to say mine. I actually have them in order. But uh, it kind of a, a, an odd thing. I mean, you guys middle of the pack last year, three and four in the league. The same thing of a couple of games that you lost that you were in. With knowing that, you know, the old thing is you have to go to work every day against guys. I feel like it's a pretty smart dais here. But, uh, they know baseball pretty well. Do you know that when you're in kind of those league games that, all right, we're really going to have to be good today. And I'm going to have to be pretty smart. Obviously, I think uh, some you know to touch on what Abe said. When we go, when we compete in the PCL, you're competing against. I don't want them to hear it, but you're competing against really good. They're not coaches. listening. No, they're not. They don't listen to me anyway. They got free food. It's fine. Oh, we're on. We're, Dusty's on camera, so he's watching nice. himself. Yeah. You know when you when you look around this table, there are guys with a lot of coaching experience, a lot of wins around this table. You know that's. I'm lucky to. To have been a part of this for a long time, and uh, so I, you know, when you when you talk about records, there's there's a lot in the right hand side of mine, and it's a lot of these guys showing me what this game is about, and so it's a little easier pill to swallow when it's guys like Darren Henry and Dusty Peaster and and <laughs> checks in the mail, Chad and and those guys that are, you know, they're good coaches with good baseball teams, and so when we when we compete on Tuesday nights. You're competing against good teams and good ball players, so so definitely to answer your question, yeah, you you know you got to bring your A game. Well, it's kind of 
you know, the same thing we talked about a couple of years ago where you know that because of the way the league sets out, you're always going to get there one. Mm-hmm. And Brandon, a couple of years ago, I remember we talked about specifically about his career record, and then we said, well, break that down and look, you know, at who he hit, was pitching against, the Kaleida kids and the Miller City kids and Lipsick kids of, oh, well, he got yeah. their number one. Now go look at their records. They were all pretty good. Yeah, yeah, and, that's, and it's the same for all of their guys too, and it's just a testament to how good a baseball there is in this area. Um, Northwest Ohio is, is, a, is a great place to watch baseball, and high school baseball in particular, and Putnam County League is one of those hotbeds for good pitching. If the season sets up how it's supposed to, Mother Nature chills out, uh, you guys open with two games on the road before you play one of two against Audeville. Where are you at going in two weeks before the season? Where Right now? Where do you, how do you feel you are two weeks before the season? We're, I'm sure we're just where everybody else is. I mean, Nick is. doesn't have a team two weeks before the season. No, 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 no. I think, it, you know, weeks. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. some pretty good he's, ones. He's, he's probably got uh, twice as many kids still as, as we do in this game. He's got game, Carter. But, he's all right. But I think we're in, we're in a good spot. I mean, we're, we're still finding, you know, all, all our arms and conditioning and all that kind of stuff that everybody else is right now. Just, you know, trying to maximize opportunities in the gym and when you can get outside take those take those times you can get outside and go um and we we have i think all of us were able to get outside that first day i can't remember the last time in my coaching career um that i was able to get out on opening day of practice outside we went outside and got on the park field and uh have been out a couple times since then so you know, you're just trying to maximize those times and get the guys conditioned to be outside Supposed to have a scrimmage on Wednesday, fingers crossed, <laughs> um, and we'll see where we set. I think I think I've got, I think I'm where we should be, at this point. You know, February twelfth, right? Or Mar- March twelfth. Sorry, I just turned back the clock. Wow. Well, they're all okay, running then. together, Mike. They're all running together. Yeah, that's that's probably not going to work. Uh, I I mean, at times you guys could pretty much just take boats out on your field and just have the guys get their rowing practice. We don't talk about that. Have you thought about that of just being the Fort James rowing coach? (laughs) We well, (laughs) we were flooded already. Maybe it's you. Maybe because come to think of it, like Abe just said, I mean, you had that down the hill at Pandora, Mm -hmm. and now you have it at Fort Jennings. Yeah. Maybe it's just you, just, just well, following you hopefully, around. Hopefully we'll have that new field in next year. That's the plan. We'll have that new facility up at the school next year. It's uh, 44 and sunny on Wednesday. I know, right? Uh, we'll, we're supposed to go over to LCC for that, so hopefully we'll get that in. I am just I keep peering up at the at what they're saying the next two days are going to bring. It's just, will it dry out? And Does John have enough and want to use John Schneiders over there at <laughs> LCC? Does he have enough... Uh, feel dry to use and want to use one for does he want to use it for you right which i think is a bigger question yeah. than, than maybe the other part of it but uh, your last handful of years obviously you guys have had a, a staff that does not have a lot of changeover right what does that say i mean you've got two guys who and yourself who you have kids coming up through the program of being able to have that steady force and being able to separate between getting mad at dad and getting mad at the coach <laughs> Maybe I should ask your son that question. Right. I was gonna. Th- I was thinking the same thing. Maybe you should ask But to be fair, I've seen you scream at him the same way you scream at the rest of the kids. Oh, yeah. I don't yell. What do you mean scream? I don't yell. I mean, ever. gently remind. Yeah, yeah. Coach emphatically. No, I actually, you know, we, it's funny you say that because now I've got two on the team and Matt has two. 
Um, and Jeff has one, so we have five children. Well, yeah, one extra Jeff is enough. I know, right? Um, no, there, there is a. They have done a great job, uh, the boys that is, of distinguishing between dad and coach for all of us, and that's just been because it's been that way since they were five years old. You know, they also have dad as a soccer coach too. So that. I that just sounds terrible. I know. What do you know about soccer? Actually, nothing. Okay. Nothing. I kind of figured that was probably going to be the answer. Just close your eyes and figure it out. <laughs> just kick the ball. Yeah, here's the ball. Kick the la- I think actually the last time that I did a game at your place, you screamed at your kid for almost getting picked off at third. And then later on, he... What is a scream? You're he, using the wrong adjective. I sorry, never very yell. negatively encouraged? No, it's... No. <laughs> I'm much calmer in my older years. It's, it's just coach with passion. But you don't tolerate missing signs. No, I don't. That's easy. Come on, my signs are. They probably everybody around this table probably knows my signs. No, I think I they're asking they if you'd like the, to. Explain Chad doesn't that know his own so. signs. <laughs> I mean, you go ahead and tell them if you want. It doesn't matter. I mean, uh, if they miss them, I'm just going to holler across the field for the guys to steal anyway. So, go. It's go. Just goes the sign. on the next pitch. Steal. That's that has happened. Uh, Dusty, you got me there. I'm pretty sure I've done that against you guys. I'm not giving it twice. I mean, swing hard and run fast. It's a pretty simple game. Is that like where Notre Dame has that, you know, above their locker room? Play like a champion down? today? Yeah. Swing hard, run fast? Mm, I mean, we could, actually. I might make a T-shirt. <laughs> where are you going to put it at? Up in the shelter house? I'm going to make a T-shirt. This <laughs> is going to be on the back of our jerseys. I mean, everybody needs a saying for every year, right? Yeah. Might as well. Swing hard, run fast. Just put the debay way. Yeah. So on the very bottom of it, as long as it says hashtag debate's fault, right. then we'll be okay. We don't have walk-up songs because we don't walk up to the plate. We run up to the plate because we swing hard and we run fast. I've heard your walk-up songs. Oh, the kids have knucklehead walk-up songs. My favorite is using three blind mice when they were introducing the officials. <laughs> that guy was not happy. <laughs> no, he wasn't. Uh, I think maybe that's why you didn't get any calls. No, I think we won that game. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Revisionist, we're just making things know. up now. Maybe, maybe. Okay, all right. Well, I asked the same thing to Abe. But what uh, middle of the season, end of the season? What are people going to know about your team they don't know now? I probably the same things I don't know. <laughs> like we, honestly, Mike, we no seniors. We're going to be primarily sophomores and juniors. We've got a lot of figuring out to do ourselves. I think we're going to pitch. I think that's not going to be a problem. I think we're going to have a decent pitching staff. Can we score? That's going to be the question. So basically what I get from every coach is the PCL this year is the pitching county league. Well, the, okay, so I mean. There's going to be a lot of 2-1, one, one nothing ha- games that we're having, having a league night is a double-edged sword. And we're not going to get into that discussion around the table, but everybody's number Especially one. Especially for certain coaches who have two leagues. Right. Everyone's number one goes. So <laughs> it, so it, it, uh, it creates interesting <laughs> uh, scenarios where, you know, if you've got a good pitcher, you have a, you have a chance at, at winning a league. We have a good pitcher, but so does everybody else. And so, you know, it, it makes things interesting, but, you know, you, know, you don't know. You've you got to be able to score runs, and, and that will be the question for us. 
You know, what's our offense going to be? You know, like you said, we're losing John. You lose almost, you know, a 400 batting average and a, and a, and a run producer. But I've, those sophomores last year, they're all juniors now, and they're all bigger and stronger than they were last year. And so and that's what we're going to rely on, and we're going to swing hard and run fast, Mike. We could always try to lead the league and hit by pitch. Well, you, I think uh, what the league will find out is the yeah. old Matt Dubay is back a little bit. You might see some bunts. You might see a couple, two or three Wait, bunts. Wait, hold up. Year. Fort Jennings is going to bunt? Maybe just a little. No way. Maybe once or twice. No way. Okay. All right. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> okay. Am Let's, I done? You, I think you're done I for cut? now. I think so right cricket. now you're done. No? The show's over. All right. Here at the Red Pig Inn as we talk to the coaches <laughs> of Putnam County, which is the Putnam County League plus OG. That's how I uh, how I envisioned this. Now I figure out. You want to go next? I'll go next. Okay. I'll get my politically incorrect stuff out. <laughs> go We've got time. To talk about Kaleida Baseball and uh, the uh, head coach. Now, uh, are we calling it? We're calling it your third year. Is that what we're doing? Uh, sure. Because of the the, I never the oddity with the. So. I every time I write it down, I write either three or four, and I never understand. Like, are we counting? It should be four. I mean, you were the that coach. Should have never been canceled, but. Uh, well, that's a whole other. That's yeah. we don't have time for that. Yeah, we don't have time for that. It's only it's only like an hour show. <laughs> but it, no, it is just odd because I mean, obviously you get hired. And you get put behind the eight ball that you don't have a season. You lose what, you know, Joe talked about and you talked to him going out and you coming in of would have been a very fruitful season for you guys with the makeup you had, with what you had coming back from last year. And you get to the districts last year and it's kind of, you know, okay, this is what we expect. This is where we expect that we're supposed to be. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I always have high expectations regardless of, of, um, you know, the players. In all my years of coaching, I think uh, one of the things you got to do is instill confidence and, and expectations in your guys. And, um, you know, looking at Abe here, Abe coached with me. He, he knows exactly what I know. We, we, t- we touched on that earlier. Uh, you know, that was that was a first practice kind of thing. It's, guys, we will win. If, if we're not going to win, then what's the point of being here? Um, you know, so I, I, I take that with me to uh, Clyde. I, I do it with the Locos, and, um, you know, it's just one of those things. If you don't expect to win, why why even show up? Uh, I, I think that's big. I think mentality is a big thing when it comes to baseball, and if they're not in the right mindset, then, again, you're already behind the eight ball. Plus, you don't want to lose to any of these guys. Well, I don't want to lose to anybody. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it doesn't matter, you know. Uh, like was said earlier, once we're between the lines, you know, it's it's fair game. Um, I don't want to lose to anybody. I don't care if it's a, a best friend. Um, <clears throat> you know, losses all hurt the same. So, uh, you know, you just got to go out there and prepare your guys as best you can And because we all know this is high school sports and you never know what you're going to get on a night-to-night basis. So uh, all you can do as a coach is prepare them and, and hope they can rise to the challenge when it, when it comes. You lose to all PCL picks and Justin Sievenek and Grant Vorst, along with Ryan Klaus and Gabe Roof and Nate Schrader from last year. But you return a ton, including a, a handful of PCL picks. A couple of weeks before the season, how are you feeling not only with your team, but with uh, what you've got with the building project going on over there? Oh, never mind that. Well, as far as the team goes, uh, I mean, this is the best team we've had since I've been here. Uh, in your four I, years? Well, <laughs> outside of that first year, uh, if we would have played, we that was a state team. 
that, that team was loaded, uh, and, and it's unfortunate that you know the season was taken away from them. But uh, back to this year, I mean, uh, like I said, it, it, in my three years now, um, this is our best team. We have eight seniors, and the majority of those eight seniors, this will be three or four-year starter, however you want to call it. Um, See, those are the hard ones where I'm like, ah, yeah, it would have been. And, and, and you know, the, we, if you remember, we played a, a modified Acme season that summer, and um, and I had you know all all my guys showed up, so uh, and played uh, about thirty games. We did, yeah. And, I think you guys played more than anybody in the state. It wasn't quite thirty. But Dusty played like six, and you played thirty. It was definitely like twenty-two, twenty-three ish. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we played a lot of games, a lot of baseball. The, the guys wanted to play, and. Um, you know, that says a lot about them. And because and, a lot of those seniors that had their season taken away, they played. Uh, you know, how many guys would have actually came out and played at, at a lot of schools? You know, they're giving up their summer to come play baseball. Well, when, given that I saw a lot of those schools, I'd say so, not many. Well, that's true. And, um, you know, that's one of the biggest things I, I, I've been trying to, I guess, improve at Clyde is just the love of the game of baseball and putting it at higher on their priority list. You know, a lot of kids nowadays, they get into video games. They get into, you know, all this other crap that, um, I guess I shouldn't say crap. Some <laughs> people think that's good. but I'll ask, what's uh, <laughs> the last video game you played? Uh, Super Mario Brothers. Okay. Probably when it just came out back in 87. <laughs> but, um, no, it, it's, it, you got to get to the kids that, that they've got to want to play baseball and get better at it. Uh, you know, if they have two free hours... Do they want to go play catch? Do they want to go hit in a cage? Or do they want to sit at home and, like I said, play video games, do nothing? Um, and, and that's trying to, or that's what I'm trying to get done over there is, is to get guys that want to play baseball when they have free time. And, you know, guys are starting to get there. And, and you know, we have a big senior class and a big freshman class. And, and that freshman class is a lot of baseball lovers. Uh, so, you know, we, we got bookend, bookend classes, and, and hopefully we'll have some success. You get uh, E.J. Miller, Jaden Smith, Drew Buss, Carson Clausen, Colin Hoffman are all returning uh, league picks, and then you add Bubba in there as well, who for some reason, I think basketball, he was just Braylon. So apparently Bubba didn't transfer over from baseball. Uh, He's grown up Bubba, now. Bubba, I don't want to speak for him, but Bubba hates the name Braylon. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> when you do our games, yes, please say Bubba. I've always so, called him Bubba. Yeah, um, I, I remember just a couple years ago, somebody said Braylon Smith, and I had no idea who they were talking about. I didn't either. Somebody yeah. asked me that last year yeah, with one no, of your lineups. Definitely Bubba. He he prefers Bubba. So. Okay. Well, someone should probably tell the basketball people then. Good luck with that. <laughs> you're. I mean, you're slightly outspoken. You could do it. No, no, no. no. I, I don't believe you've ever caused a controversy I, I, in your I life. Toe the line. Uh, you look at uh, outside of you. When you look at the league, uh, Matt talked about pitching. Every night, you know, you're going to see uh, somebody's best player. I mean, who's the guy that you target in on it and tell the guys, all right, you have to be this or that against him? Uh, I, I don't say that, honestly. Um, I try, and again, I, I try and instill that confidence. It, it, it doesn't matter who's on the mound. It's, it's up to you to get on base. You know, it, it's a one-on-one -on -one competition regardless of who you're facing. Um, and as a batter, are you going to beat that guy or is he going to beat you? Uh, you know, I, it, it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't matter who's out there. And because um, I think if, I, I think if you say too much, um, you can get guys, 
looking the wrong way. Uh, you know, if you say, hey, you got to hit this guy's fastball, hit this guy's curveball, and uh, I just think you limit yourself when you do that. Um, I'm big on competition. I, I, I want my guys to compete. Uh, I actually have a board in our dugout that, and it's still up from the beginning of last year, it says win every at bat. Um, and then underneath it says compete in all capital letters. And that's what it's all about in my mind. Um, you know, again, I, I don't think you want to think too much about it. It's, there's a pitcher out there who's trying to get you out. You're in the batter's box. Your job is to get on base. Do it. No excuses. So that's, that's kind of where I lean towards. And um, obviously there's good pitching in this league. Uh, you know, you, every, every guy here has at least one, most likely two or three good pitchers. Uh, so you're going to see a good pitcher every, every Tuesday night. And um, so you just got to be ready to go. Again, you got to have the guys that are, that are willing to, uh, you know, step up and be able to play in those tough, tense situations. Speaking of Tuesday nights, how do you feel about league night? It's the most <laughs> asinine thing I've ever heard. <laughs> do, you, do you really want me to talk about this? I just couldn't resist. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely stupid. Um, if, you, if you really want to determine who the best team in the league is, you don't play one night a, a week. Because you could have, realistically, you could have the worst team in the league but have the best pitcher in the league be the league champion. They could go 7-0 and and then lose the rest of their games and go 7-20 and for the season, and they could be PCL champions. I, <clears throat> I mean, it, it, we probably are the only team in the, or the only league in the state that, plays, that does it the way we do it, and I just think it's, it's idiotic, and it should change. Um, again, if you want to determine a true league champion, you should be playing more than one game a, a, a week. I feel like uh, I could have had eight microphones and just opened that to a round table, and that could have been the whole hour. Well, we probably could. But, and you know what? If, if people disagree, that's fine. You know, everybody's entitled to an opinion. I would just sit opinion, back and just but, watch. Um, you know, that's my opinion. And I, I think, again, it, it, if you're determining a league champion, it, it should be who the best team is. And who the best team is on Tuesday may not be the best team Monday through Friday. I ask this because I, I'm not trying to start something. I legitimately don't know the answer. That didn't used to be that way, correct? It did not, no. Um, I, know, so I, I don't how know when did, they changed it. But how did that get? Okay, I, I, hold yeah, on. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not. Hey, ask Dusty. I'm He's been coaching keep, for 34 years. We're going to keep going years. with you, but uh, there's a microphone in front of him. <laughs> and I honestly am really curious because I, I don't know how that works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could you don't know why this got changed? I, I honestly don't know. I do. Because I pushed for it. <laughs> if you're not one, watching. We, we, we had one week where we played Fort Jennings on Monday, Grove on Wednesday, and Lipstick on Thursday. We played half of our league games in one week. So I proposed it, and it got voted on. So what I now heard to, is. To Chad's point, I don't disagree, but the only way you're going to do that is to play everybody twice. Right. Because there's, there's not enough teams in the league. Yeah. Or shorten it to a three or four week league season and play it two times a week. The, the problem, what Dusty was bringing up, is it wasn't even. So you had some teams that were playing three league games in a week, some teams that were playing one league game a week, and some, you know, it wasn't even. So the only way that it was going to be even was to pick either playing two, playing series, essentially. Right. I would and, love to play everybody twice. I agree. But. And that's what other leagues do. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I helped out. Um, at Westerville Central down in Columbus for a couple of years back when That's I was still game. playing and living down there. And, you know, they're the, the biggest 
conference in the state. I think they have 32 teams, you know, into four different uh, divisions. But you play the same team on – I can't remember if it was Tuesday, Wednesday, or Wednesday, Thursday. Oh, where they play back-to-back? Uh, but you, you play yeah, one, yeah. one at home and yeah, one on the road. And it, that you get a true league champion. Well, and the Shelby County League is close because they play everybody, play them home and away. Yeah, Dave yeah, says I, the NWCC is the same again, way. We are probably the only league that doesn't play each team twice. Or, or like what's going to be impossible about this is we got three teams in our league that play in two leagues. Right. So these NWC guys or the BBC guys, they're not going to have any non-conference games if we play everybody twice. So they're looking at 14 games here. How many teams are in the BBC now? 100,000? <laughs> 10? What day is so, it? Um, yeah. You know, what I, you know what I mean. That's, right. what, that's what makes it tough. See, like so. I said, that, that's why I was curious if it was, okay, this is the only way we can realistically make this work, or if it was, okay, here's a scenario, but here's this problem with it, and, you know, kind of continued that way. And it turned out to be Tuesday because at the time, BBC was Monday, Wednesday, and NWC was Monday, Thursday. And I actually asked for, when we were talking about it, a Tuesday, Friday, and do it in a three- or four-week period. But that got voted down because Fridays you lose too often with senior trips and you lose with whatever else is going on. They didn't want to play Fridays. So that's how it turned into Tuesdays. I don't necessarily like playing a league game the first Tuesday of the year. Right. That is something I, how that materialized was because we were playing a league game the first week of tournament. On it. Our Tuesday league schedule still went into tournament, so they bumped everything up a week. Well, you should find a partner, partner like Fort Jennings and Audeville, kill off one of your non-conference games, and just play, play them non-league to start the year. <laughs> then you don't have a league game to start the year. You have one of those non-league games. I, I think the league put that out there so everybody plays on Tuesday nights. But Well, I was just curious. How often does... Thanks for bringing that up, Mike. I... I, it, it was a good discussion. I, I no, never... it is. And you know what, what? What is the right answer? I don't know. But what I know is, you know, back when I played, and maybe some of these other guys back when they played, uh, I mean, I'd I remember. I'd like to make fun of you, but we're basically the same age, so. Well, that's fine. Yeah. No, I'm way older than you. Anyways. I'll take it. I'm 45 now. I'm 40, so we're roughly the same. You look younger. I Chad, I can't that. imagine Clyde was scheduling two or three league games it's in a not, week. It's not scheduling, but I remember playing three league games in a tournament game because if you guys remember, tournament started first week of May. You actually right. – there was a lot of teams that were beat out of tournament first week of May, and then they still had seven, eight games left to play after that. Right. Now, right. I, I agree that changing that was the, the proper thing because a lot of those teams would just cancel their games. But, uh, again – to me, that is how you decide who the best team is. If you're playing two, three games a week that truly matter, you're seeing who the better, the best team is. I would agree 100% with that. I'm just saying it's going to be impossible to do with three league, three teams in our league that play in multiple leagues to play everybody twice. That's going to be tough. So, so what happened before we switched? How did it happen before the? Uh, we only played everybody once. Right, but it was any day. Anybody scheduled however they wanted to, and yeah. I'd be that's what I mean. I'd be willing to bet. The teams that were in one league, like Clyda, Miller City, Fort Jennings, if you go back and look at those schedules, they weren't scheduling three league games in a week. That, that's a disadvantage. Absolutely. That happened that way yeah. because things got rained out. And, you know, I mean, that's how things got pushed back. But um, my opinion is, is I, 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 as far as the best of what it could be, this is how I would prefer it. 
could it be better? Sure, and that's playing everybody twice and playing twice a week where it takes at least two pitchers to win a league. But I don't know how that's possible. All right, and I respect Dusty's opinion. He he knows what he's talking about. No, Thank likewise. You for, no, I, well, you're 100 uh, percent right, though. On the league thing, it's just a matter half of, of that. how it how it comes to fruition. For sure, and that's why the BBC they end up changing the Monday Wednesdays for that reason. Because there was a coach he complained about. Well, these teams they can pitch one guy, like Marty Baird, when he was at Van Buren, he can pitch every league game. So, but then the funny thing is. Following year, that guy had a really good pitcher, and <laughs> I know he canceled again. He canceled against us on a night. But my mom went over the game. I didn't call her, and they were practicing on their field. So I called that coach and asked, "How come we didn't play?" <laughs> so you know, and it works for you. We're in, you know, with us being in two leagues, it's. But I, I, I agree with Chad on that. With you know, I think it should be more than just pitching that one guy. Uh, and that's happened, night. too, the way the PCL's been. I mean, you guys have pretty much all had it at different times where, all right, I got this one guy. He's pretty good, and, you know, it's kind of worked out that way. Yeah, we had that the one year with uh, a Nate Schrader, and we weren't very good, but he was, and we won the league that year. I think we had a losing season. We were 12-13, and 13, and we won the PCL. He but pitched, is that, is that harder for you, though, he, because you've had, guy, you've had years where you've had two guys – and one was your, your quote-unquote PCL guy, one right. was your BBC guy. That was probably the only year that I, as a head coach, that I just – I had three sophomores after that. One was decent, the other two weren't very good. So we didn't even – the way the season started, we didn't even worry about the BBC. We just kind of focused on the PCL. I've never, I've never done that ever. We just play and just kind of see how it works out. But that year with him, I thought, you know, I think with him we can – Maybe we can win if he just and he pitched every game I think but one. He beat Fort Jennings I think one nothing and we played Clyde the next night. Take that, Bay. I think Ryan Huffman he, he might have been a senior that year and the one sophomore pitched out of his mind. I think we were up five nothing and then they back to back home runs to make it close and then uh, a big storm came through there at Lipstick where everybody had to like going to school. And then I looked out and uh, I thought, hey, this would be great. I can. We got the lead. I can come back with Nate Schrader. And uh, I look out, and there's uh, collided people raking our field. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny then, and Nate usually needed some time off. He came up. He said, you know, that was the 10 innings. He goes, I, Coach, my arm feels good. Feel good? Yeah. We went back out there, and I ran him out there, and he, he just he shut him down three innings and won. But, you know, he, that was, a, you know, if I, we couldn't have done that that way. But there were rain outs. You know, and McBride went and changed it. He knew we were playing Fort Jennings on that night, so he wanted to play back-to-back. <laughs> I think he was surprised when I said, sure. But we, we did. We, they were, my philosophy with that is they were open, we were open, we'll play. So that's what we did. Wow. Okay. Um, now that I've duct-taped that back together, uh, anything else about your team that stands out to you this year? Well, I mean, our pitching depth is <laughs> – which kind of goes back to what we were just talking about. Our, our pitching depth, uh, I, I mean, we've got five or six guys that on most teams would be number ones. Um, and so, I, you know, I'm, I'm really excited about our pitching depth. Uh, we, we might have the deepest staff in Division Four in the state. Uh, you know, I just need one of those guys to step forward and be, be the guy. <clears throat> and, and with 
the talk we just had, be the Tuesday night guy, you know, because, um, you know, right now I, I'd be willing to throw any one of those guys. And so, you know, I, I think that's the biggest thing with as the season goes on is determining which one of those pitchers is going to be that Tuesday night guy and then eventually, you know, the tournament guy. Um, and, and hopefully that happens. Or, or I, I have six guys that pitch like they want to be the guy, and then I have a really tough decision to make. That, that would even be – even better but uh, for you no, not not for everybody else yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no I'm excited uh, you know guys have been working hard um, I think we're like I said I think we're way ahead at this point this year than we were last year uh, but it happens when you have like I said eight seniors and I think six of them are going to be three or four year starters so um, yeah I'm looking forward to it and you know again we, we got eight good teams in this league and and so you need to be ready to go every Tuesday night and um Looking forward to it, you know. Uh, I think we all stay in this game, you know. To, yeah, we want to be positive influences and role models, but uh, at the end of the day, I think we all have that competitive bug in our, in us, and uh, you know, we're looking forward to those Tuesday night games and and the rest of the season as well. I won't ask you a specific, but do you have in your head who you think that's going to be? Uh, well, the first PCL game is going to be Carson Clausing. Um, but, again, uh, any one of those six, I would feel comfortable putting out there. And um, they're all going to get their chance, you know. Uh, we just had individual meetings with all of our guys yesterday at practice. And I told every one of those pitchers, or actually every player on the team, I said, you are going to get a chance. Uh, what you do with that chance is up to you, and that will determine how the rest of your season goes. But um, that's why you put in all the work. So when you do get that opportunity, you're ready to perform. And uh, like I said, that's what we're going to do with our pitching. Wh- whoever performs the best is going to be the one getting the ball when the games matter the most. So uh, I- I'm excited to see who that is. So here at the uh, Red Pig Inn talking about Collider Baseball and uh, finishing up with Jed Ernsberger and uh, a lively debate about some uh, things in the world of baseball as well. <laughs> it seems only right that we would talk about OG Baseball here with the uh, – I've been trying to figure out how to say this for a while. I would say the youngest. However you want. In terms of uh, being your first year in Nick Watkins, now the uh, head coach at Ottawa Glendorf, has that sort of sunk in yet? Yeah, now it has. Yeah. Um, being with the program for three years uh, under Coach Miller. Um, so been around the program for, I'd say, a decent amount of time here. And then obviously now turning the switch to being a head coach is something that I've wanted since I've, you know, got into coaching. So, it might have just came a little earlier than I thought. Not getting into the whole thing, but um, first of all, I think OG has to have a coach named Nick. Seems to be that way. Yeah. Uh, is it odd to you, or was it odd at any point looking at that and going, you guys go 15-7 and seven last year. It's not exactly like you have a horrible year in the uh, WBL. 6-3 and three doesn't end the way you would like in the tournament. But going from now replacing a guy – who's been OG baseball, who's been there for 15 years. I think I think the big thing there, Mike, is we have a lot of guys back that know what we want to see, what I've tried to instill with our players being there for three years. So the game plan hasn't, you know, changed a whole lot. Uh, the guys know me. They know Coach Keck, who's my varsity assistant. They've had him at JV ball. So there hasn't been a whole lot of, you know, miscommunication from players to coach standpoint, which is great. Um, now we just have to find two teams to uh, put together to go out and compete every night, which is what we're going to do. Um, but like I said, there hasn't been a whole lot of 
um, you know, uncertainty with coaches and expectations, which is great because a lot of the times you see that happen, a coach will leave, and then you have to pretty much rewrite the script. But it's been nice not, not to have to do that right away. You get three all-league picks that you lost from last year, Carter Schibler, Nate Mack, and Alex Mackey. You add Landon Jordan and Dylan Leopold. I mean, that's a pretty good five right out of the gate. But you get Carter Dueling back, and he's a difference maker. I mean, as, right as we've seen. Uh, and then, well, okay, you'll get him back. <laughs> Just a matter of when, that is. But you've got, uh, obviously, the basketball guys. You get Ty Buckland. You've got Brad Mag, And then uh, Colin said he's coming out to shag some balls, at least uh, when AAU doesn't get in the way. Yeah, he uh, Colin actually confirmed that on the – Northwest Ohio podcast I listened to, and I texted one of our coaches. I said, sign, seal, delivered. He's coming out. because and he I was know as confident as possible about yeah, it, too. He yeah. just said, and, yeah, I'm going out playing baseball this year. And with Colin, we've, the last couple years, we've worked around a lot of AAU stuff, and we we were up front with him about it um, because, obviously, him being a you know very good basketball player, you don't want a kid to not have to get away from that type of situation. So, so we make it work, and he knows. Um, probably one of the best kids you want to be around as a coach. Well, and it's I would think it's its a hard and an easy thing in that you have to figure out how that's going to work. Yes. But with the way he is as a leader, as a positive influence, and especially as an athlete, you have him around it, five minutes is better than no minutes. Absolutely. And the, and the best part about it, Mike, is it doesn't really affect any league games, which is great. And that, that was kind of our conversation last year with Colin, and he agreed. He's like, I'm not going to miss any league games. Um, but maybe a couple Saturdays here and there. This year, maybe it could be a Friday. We do play league games on Fridays, too. Um, so I wouldn't be shocked to see if he has a tournament in Indiana on a Friday that he has to leave for. But um, going with that, we, like you said, we have plenty of guys that can step in and, and fill a role that way. What's that say about your program, though, that, I mean, he's got, obviously, uh, basketball is his bread and butter. He's obviously very good, highly recruited, loves basketball, all that. But he's ta- he talked about it in the same podcast about, baseball kind of being his first love and how he he kind of never gets away from it he's always got one eye on it that he's willing to for himself of everybody's probably telling him hey man you don't really do this baseball thing it's not going to work out for you but he loves it so much and loves your program so much that he wants to soak up as much of it as he can yeah I think I think when we talk about Colin like you said he's just a grinder he anything he puts his mind to he wants to be the best at it and like you said, he loves baseball, and I'm glad he does <laughs> from a coaching standpoint. He's a great teammate. Um, he's a good guy to be around, and he'll do literally anything you ask him to do, and he'll do it 100%, and, that, and, that's, and that's Colin White. So I, I respect his decision to play both. It could be easy for a kid that's you know projected to go Division One anywhere to just say, you know what, I'm just going to focus on basketball, and that's it. But like I said, Colin, just, he's, he's, he's a different type of kid. He wants to do all of it, and he's going to be the best at everything. I think he was kind of sad when he had to stop taking hits on the football field, too. Yeah. I don't, well, I not think, the hits, but right. when he could run by guys. Yes. I think he might, might play football next year. That's what, what I'm hearing. But, again, I think he got away from a game that he loved so much to focus on something else, and he missed it. And that's just, like I said, the kind of kid that he is. But you've got a lot of kids like that that are, uh, you know, maybe not – you don't necessarily have a team of, uh, say, big superstars, but you've got a lot of kids that will grind. I mean – Ty Buckland's one of my favorites to watch yes. because it seems like whatever you guys want to put him, whatever you want him to do, he'll do. Brad Mag's that way, Caleb Yoder's that way, Evan Peaster's that way of of just okay, what's best for us? Yeah, I think I looked at I looked at Ty Buckland one day and I said, You you're gonna play third today. And he kinda looked at me and said, Okay. And <laughs> it worked. And like I said, he's just kind of that kid you can put anywhere. 
Uh, same thing with all those other guys you named, um, but Ty really sticks out in my head as a, as a program guy that I've been around for three years, even when coaching him in Legion. Put him in the outfield. He can pitch a little bit. Um, he's going to be a little sidearm slinger this year for us. He kind of worked on some things in the offseason, but um, he's been – you know, just a great teammate, great player for us. And like I said, he's going to probably play anywhere you put him. I think he ha- the only position that he hasn't played yet at the varsity level or any level I think he's played has been catcher. So you might you could see him play catcher. Give him a glove and Who some knows? equipment, beat him up. Uh, WBL this year obviously probably starts with defiance, as it usually does, yes. because they're, they're pretty good. I mean, they've got some pitchers and some things going on up there. Uh, you look at – the rest of the league, though, from top to bottom, I know that there were a lot of teams kind of in the middle of the pack last year that graduated some of their better players. What do you see when you look at the WBL this year? This year I see, uh, I see a lot of the – a lot of different not, – not a whole lot of different from last year. I think, I think it's, again, like you said, it's, you know, defiance is your, is your top dog. You want to, everyone wants to beat them every year. But in terms of that, I think it's very even in the middle of the pack. I know Coach Brand at Walpock's got um, – his son, that's a really good pitcher this year for them. He's going to and he's got that nice games. new field. Yes, a brand new field. We're going to play on a lot of good fields this year, even when we go to Kaleida and play. So it's going to be nice. Um, but yeah, I think if you look at WBL in a whole, uh, I tell our guys every night at practice, it's it's a grind, and it doesn't matter who you're playing in the WBL. Everyone's going to be good. You're going to get everyone's ace. Uh, it's it's just a grind, and if you don't take it serious every night, you can just I tell them you, you get chewed up and you get spit out. And that's it's it's tough. Um, but when you look at the league as a whole, I think it's I think there's a lot of parity this year uh, outside of Defiance, and I think I think a lot of teams in the league this year can give Defiance a run for their money this year, just because um, when you play Defiance, you got to pitch well, you got to play good defense, you got to hit. I go back to two years ago we played Defiance at Defiance, and Nate Mag was the pitcher, and Defiance scored two runs in the first inning, and the final score was two nothing. So they're beatable. Again, you just you got to be perfect, and you know you got to bring that every night to the field. Well, you've also got Van Wert because Van Wert as a whole, that group that they yes. have plays every sport together. They play football. They just ended their basketball season, but a lot of those same kids are together on the baseball field, and they have been the last handful of years. I, they're one of those where you guys always have just one of those games against them yeah. that you know you better strap up because it's going to be 5-4 yes. and and yes. be some weird bloop to left field that ends up winning that game. Yeah, we that, those games are always good. I know last year, I, I, I'm thinking correctly, it wasn't the best, but um, I just keep going back to that sectional game at Van Wert um, where it was, like you said, it was back and forth, back and forth, and it went to extra innings. And then um, luckily we came on top of that one. But it, every time it seems like, yeah, we play Van Wert, it's, it's a grind, and I give their coaches the utmost respect too because they're two great guys, um, and they always get their guys ready to play. Um, and with that, you know, you're going to see a pitcher from Van Wert or anywhere that's going to be sitting 80-plus every single night. So our guys got to get ready for that, and it's, it's sometimes a struggle. But, again, like you said, that's where you see those 1-0 ball games, 2-0 ball games, 2-2, going extra innings, and it's, it's late, and, you know, you got school the next day. So, uh, But I wouldn't want it any other way. That's, to me, that's where baseball is the most fun. Last two games, kind of a swing of emotions, though, because you beat Mommy 6-5 in that yeah. game that – Kind of goes back, and then the first couple of innings don't go well against Defiance in the next one. I, what was neither obviously losing is hard, but I mean to to be able to just talk to the kids and look at them of okay, we played well one day, just they're pretty good. We, right. we just didn't play well. Yeah, I mean that's baseball. I mean one day you play real well, the next night you just kind of wheels fall off. Maybe you're throwing a different guy you don't usually throw. Um, but in that game specifically, Mike, you talk about it's like. 
the same thing that happened in the Defiance game two years ago. You know, you're competing for four innings, and then all of a sudden the wheels just kind of fall off, and that's just that's how other teams that are good enough that, that they'll beat you if you don't do those little things correctly. Well, it's kind of like Chad was talking about something else, but he said, you know, the, the being good on one night because baseball is a stupid game yeah. in that it's funny but not funny ha-ha most of the time. It's a game of error, and you, like we tell our kids, you know you're going to fail, but um, – how you handle that adversity is how we're going to be better off. And you only have to be good 30% of the time. Absolutely. You might get you in the Hall of Fame. Uh, are you guys playing all of your games at Memorial? Correct. Okay. Boss was asking that. Yes. Every game at Memorial. We actually just, on uh, the night before that it snowed this week, funny story, we, we were spreading new dirt on the infield. So the dirt, if you drive past the field, it looks a little different. Um, it's a little, got a little darker tint to it. So hopefully we got a new... Uh, some new dirt on that field this year. Uh, what, yeah. what are you most looking forward to your first year with wins and losses attached to your name? Um, like a lot of these coaches will say, I'm not really focused on the wins and losses. I just want to see our guys go every night and compete. I think that's kind of something that we've been – I've been trying to tell these guys since I got to OG is every night it's going to be a grind in our conference. In our non-conference we play, you know, predominantly all these guys at this table, um, and they're going to bring their best also. So we just got to compete. We gotta, our big thing is win the day win the pitch, win the at-bat, win everything. Um, and I think at, if we do those things, we'll be successful no matter what the record is. I just want to compete, and I think these guys know it, and uh, we're close. I think the guy across the table with you had a similar mantra. He stole that from me. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It wasn't the minor leagues or the college baseball. No, no, that, no, that's no, where no, he stole no. it from. No, I mean, not, honestly, that goes back to you know, college ball with Coach uh, Derek Woodley. He, that was every, he preached that every day, and that's kind of stuck with me, so <laughs> – um, and now he's with the Yankees. So I was going to say, how about him. the news for him? Well, I was going to use him this year to come buy some practices, <laughs> but that's going to be kind of hard because he's going to be uh, somewhere else in a better light. So good for him, though. Well, I, you bought stock in Zoom a couple years ago, right? We could just use that. Yeah, we can. I don't know how well it's going to work out in the field, but we can The internet's not great out at Memorial, though, so that's I, I probably not going to work. I All right. Well, thank you. Thank I, you. I, I wanted to make sure to include you, obviously, because we're right down the street. Well, right. the school is down the street, as we've learned. But uh, something uh, kind of different to make sure we get every coach and talk to Jordan and uh, talk about continental baseball. And I mean, I have that muted. What are you worried that you're going to say? Oh, yeah, sure. Sure it did. Came unplugged because one of you unplugged it. Smart guys. I had it muted. Goodness. All right. Hold on. I got to switch microphones. Sorry, Mike. This is the power of live radio. Yes. Uh, we'll, uh, <laughs> those guys are having secret conversations that they don't want. <laughs> they want Dave to go away. That's how you know. They're on camera, but no one can hear them, which I don't think that they've realized yet. Uh, I, I have to ask you this. Okay. Your first year last year, you guys have lost now 17 in a row dating back to the, the previous season, but... Abe talked a little bit about uh, about adding stability to uh, Pandora, and Connell's had five coaches in seven years. Correct. Uh, what is it about your hiring in 2022 that you look at it and go, "All right, I feel like I can do better. I feel like this is the thing for me." Right. Well, I mean, I do. I have a son in the sixth grade, and I know there's some stuff. Seventh grade got a nice class, some stuff coming, and I want something better for them. And being the athletic director there too. I mean, I guess I hired myself, but <laughs> but you'll have that. But anyways, no, I want to. I it's a sport I've loved. Uh, I did softball at Continental for 14 years before I did the uh, baseball, and yeah, I just want. I know there's it's going to take time 
it's going to be a process. A long could be a very difficult process, but I want something better for these kids in a sport that I grew up enjoying. That's for sure. Well, and again, it's a, a program that overall, I mean, you've got so many great programs to talk about. These guys talked about, especially with the league night of knowing you're going to get everyone's ace. Absolutely. The last winning season being in '83, <laughs> yeah. and I I didn't want to bring that up that way, no, but that's I fine. wanted to ask you in terms of creating your own culture of uh, going the other way 82 and 83 back-to-back winning seasons the last uh, non-losing season though comes terry dockery had a 12 and 12 year in 2012 mm-hmm. how do you uh, get those kids to to go all right let me see that paper let me throw in the trash because that's what we were right over here is what we want to be and what i feel like we can be right i mean it's, it starts with the youth obviously and then we have I think we have three C League teams this year, a B team, an A team, finally a Pony League team. We're, we're climbing that ladder, and I know it's going to take to get to them. I know we're going to have to go through. I mean, this is a gauntlet. I've, you've talked about these guys all. These are tough. Every Tuesday night, you're going to go fit, fight a battle, a tough battle. But um, And then we do have no seniors this year, but we have a group of um, juniors and a group of freshman class this year that we're going to have, I feel – one, one, two pitchers are going to be tough. Three, four are going to be right there. But three and four are going to be freshmen. But still, we know there's lumps. We know that. But we just want to show that, like I said, I want to instill that we're there to come in. They're all saying that everybody's here to compete. Everybody's there to. I mean, that's cliche. I think one guy I really, very much pointed that yeah, out. I, yeah, I know that's uh, definitely a little cliche, like you said. But that is the goal. We have to get better every day and show these youth that this is a sport worthwhile. Because, I mean, our soccer program's obviously very good. Uh, basketball was much improved this year, and I'm just trying to install a good culture for everything Continental. You've got three uh, honorable mention kids coming back in Sam Newsom, Ethan Sullivan, Tim Shepard. Mm-hmm. How much of a uh, base does that give you for those three? That's because it. obviously, you know, you don't just get all league just for the heck of it. Right. I mean, they don't just give those out. Right. Everybody at the table had to have seen right. something about right. those kids, right. whether it was – what they did on the field or how they were able to lead your boys. Yeah, Sam definitely. Sam and Ethan, it's going to be that's going to be on a one-two punch this year. Sam, he plays basketball baseball year-round. He's playing with his Bo Jackson League, playing that, and they get out there and play. And Ethan Sullivan, you won't find a kid that absolutely works harder than him. They're both hitting in the 80s now, and then I mean, ready to go. So, and they are they are working hard. They're working extremely hard, but. Once again, you can throw strikes all day and do that, but your defense got to make a couple plays too, and that's where we struggled last year. These guys pitched their butts off, but then a couple airs here and there, and then then you got big trouble. Like I said to Nick, baseball's a stupid game. It is, absolutely, absolutely, for sure. Like, how are you going to do that? You're going to take a round object and hit another <laughs> round object with it? Correct. And you're going to yeah. have success? Makes perfect sense. Uh, last time, uh, I am saying this for one person, last time Continental picked up a win, it was against one of the guys sitting at the table. Which one was it? Maybe the one across the way from me. <laughs> okay, there you go. I'd like to get him again. The, but fine. it was a, kind of a typical thing of what I was talking about pitchers earlier of a, a one nothing win. And mm-hmm. if I remember right, that Coleman? it ended uh, – I think it was 2021. The end of yeah, 2021. Yeah. yeah, And it was just one of those things where some nights baseball is a right, great game. Right, absolutely. And that year, once again, then they go play Wayne Trace, who's maybe a district team that year in the tournament game. This is a 4 nothing game. I mean – it is. It takes a couple guys to get hot. I mean, the arm's feeling good, and you can any night, any given night. So You had uh, kind of the same thing I talked about with Fort Jennings with Audeville of uh, Mother Nature mm-hmm. only let you play yes, 14 correct, games. Correct. And with, with a younger team and with building your program, to get out I there. understand that you can't change it, but how maddening is that of oh, it's, I just want these guys to have – 
those extra 10 days. Yeah, it's super, super frustrating because obviously, yeah, you all know baseball softball in the gym is absolutely terrible. It's absolutely atrocious in dealing with that. But, yeah, these guys just need to play. That's what's going to make us better. we got to get out and play. I mean, I know practice, obviously, is super important, but we need to put what we're using out there to the test and uh, just try to get better at that. It should be. Uh, I, I hope you guys have a great, interesting I appreciate year. it, and I appreciate it, Mike. Thanks for all the coverage and all you do. Appreciate it. I mean, I, I like baseball. That's yeah. what, that's what I, I don't know if I can break up this party they're having over there. <laughs> I don't know. It looks pretty intense down I, there. I mean, they've already unplugged one microphone. <laughs> yeah, what are they talking like, about? I can only imagine. <laughs> it's the two older guys at the table, too. Exactly. Anything dusty, you know you can't trust him. Uh, I mean, Ty looks like he's ready to get away from Dusty for yeah. a while. Well, I'll let him slide in over here. Well, uh, thanks, Mike. Thank you. We'll continue. Okay. No, you're fine. I. No, yeah, it's fine. I didn't know. I. I didn't want to keep you. I just uh, didn't want to separate you from uh, those hooligans down there. Yeah. <laughs> Talking now about Lipstick baseball because uh, that's coming up, by the way, in about 25 minutes or so on Z3. Uh, Darren Henry, the uh, longest tenured coach of the guys at the table, 21 years now. I would imagine in that part, I mean, you've seen uh, a lot of these guys kind of go from, especially maybe Dusty, go from being players now and and kind of being that little annoying guy that I had to try to have my team strike out to to being one of your comrades. Uh, How much have you seen the game in Putnam County change in 20 years? Not a lot. It's good baseball. It's been good baseball for, like I said, for, for 20 years. I was assistant coach Sorry. when Chad was at Kaleida playing. Looks like I was assistant coach then. So it's been good baseball f- for all those years. I don't, I don't think it's changed a whole lot. Uh, the difference, though, I mean, cause you, because that entire time you guys have always been BBC and PCL, right? Yep. And when you first took that over, did you kind of look at it and go, all right, there's going to be some extra challenges here. I, I'm going to maybe things you know now as an older coach that it's seen it a couple of times versus earlier on where, man, how am I going to navigate trying to figure out two guys every week? Yeah, it's tough. It, it's tough, but uh, like I said, we usually start the year. We just kind of throw guys out there and kind of see how the season starts. And once we get going, we just try to – at the start of the season, it seems like I need six guys. Then once you get going, you need three, basically. And then you have some guys that will pitch non-league. And we just try to get those three, and it's just a rotation. Because if you – I've got burn on a few years. You have your number one. You get rained out in the league game on Monday, so you don't pitch him. We got another league game Thursday. You save him for Thursday. That gets rained out. He hasn't pitched all week. So that's the biggest challenge to it. You may have had a non-league game in there, but you got to get him work. Right. So that's the toughest part of it with the weather and making sure that guy gets enough work. So and finding finding three guys that can, you know, make you competitive. Last year, you guys win the district for the second straight year. You go seventeen and eight. You have Luke Spores, and I know there are a yeah. lot of coaches, both in the PCL and the NWC. Uh, Eric Fishball raves about having that young man. Uh, or I guess having to try to figure him out. Uh, what is it about his game that just kind of translates <laughs> to how you want the want him yeah. to dominate the game? Uh, Luke's kind of different because he seems to get stronger as the game goes, which is weird. 
and he's always been a power guy. And not that he throws overly hard, but he he learned a good lesson against Crestview last year. He gave up one of the a huge home run to lead off the game, off the wall there in center field. Nobody's ever hit that wall before. <laughs> and then he learned after that how to pitch, that he's got to mix it up. And once he started mixing it up and developing a little change-up, and he became a lot better pitcher. Just give him the book uh, written by Greg Maddox. Yeah. So you don't have to throw 100. You don't have right. to find right. this. Right. I, I mean, I don't think Maddox maybe ever threw 100 in his life. Right. But we've had a lot of guys like that. I've hardly had anybody throw eight, even 80. But if they can throw some strikes and move it around, and that's what we know. Uh, Mason Brandt was the same last year. He was our two. And Blake Luffick, we thought would be our one, but he was our three because he didn't throw enough strikes. He just couldn't find it. So, you know, we had those three. And he had such a – I mean, I saw you guys a handful of times where he would have – he would go out and throw one brilliant outing where just everything seems to be clicking, and then he would have one where – Maybe the first handful of pitches, first yeah. sequence, didn't go the way he wanted, yeah. and it sort of threw his confidence off track a little yeah. bit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, I have a uh, question from our Facebook Live, and I, I know I've asked you this before. And question I've asked, for me? Yeah. It's, uh, well, it was for you and Abe. I've asked Abe this before, though. Okay. Um, when, you, uh, when you're in those two leagues, I mean, do you pick one? It's kind of what you guys were talking yeah. to piggyback what you were talking about earlier, and just go. All right, we're we see how the league is. We see Lincoln View over here. We see Miller City and Collide over here. Uh, let's go that way. Yeah. No. No. I said I've only ever done that one time with that Nate Schrader, and it happened. It, and it worked out. <laughs> we had any, we really had no other pitching besides him. But other than that, no. We just rolled out. We Now, once we get going later on, if we're out of one league, then yeah, then, right. then you'll start. But to start the season, no. Uh-uh. Well, that's what I was thinking. It was the, the year you were talking about. I remember because I remember looking at the BBC and going, okay, they lost a couple of heartbreakers in the NWC. They're probably going to put all their uh, nuts in that basket, and it worked out pretty well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's worked out some. And, like, well, last year with the Grove game, only playing them once in both leagues – I mean, that was a huge game in both leagues. If we beat them, we're going to tie for first in the PCL more than likely. And then we don't have one loss yet. And, you know, somebody's got to beat Lincoln View, which, you know, was going to be tough. But, you know, so it, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But that's with anything, even if we're just in one league. You uh, beat Miller City in the districts, and, and that's such a, a big emotional thing because of kind of the way, mm-hmm. the up and down of it, where it comes in uh, regionals against Lincoln View. You've seen them already. You're pretty sure what they're going to do because you saw them in league. You know, you know it's as as important to them because it's tournament. Yeah. Just they were able to string across some hits, and it seemed like you guys, uh, they just handcuffed you a little bit. We couldn't get the third out. The first, I think, three innings. We'd, we'd get the first two outs on about five pitches and couldn't get the third out. And they scored in every, every inning after that. We just couldn't get them out. <laughs> but that was a big thing, I think, where they – obviously they're pitching, but I think where they improved most was uh, – they're hitting one through nine. They put the bat on the ball. And I know that was something that Fish talked about before the season that uh, in uh, times that I've talked to him of, we want to be – you guys have had those years and everybody where it just seems like everybody's hitting yeah. 285 or more and all of a sudden everything clicks. You look up, you have 17, 18 wins, yeah. and you get to go to a regional. He's just kind of had – and he lost a lot from the year before. Right. To be able to do that. He said he thought, thought maybe one through nine, they were a better team they were, last they year. Were, they were – Especially as the year went on, if you watched their scores at the end of the year, they were one through nine. They were that's what the big thing in that game, the regional game. I thought was their hitting. 
which is, again, crazy for yeah. a team that's so yeah. well-known. With the pitching they have, with a good hit uh, like that, they're tough. And you know that at some point that uh, Fish will love to bunt, too. Yeah. I mean, that, is yeah. that kind of a maddening thing of knowing that he prides his team on being able to go anywhere from one through nine yeah. of, okay, I, I, we don't really care what you know the, the player right. is. We know in the scenario we can yeah. get this down. Yeah, that's, you know, I feel like most of the time we're prepared for that. We practice a lot for that, you know, so hopefully we're prepared. But And you know that they're going to put some bunts down too. You talked about Mason and you lose Quinn Trader and Blake Liffick, uh, three guys all up at the top, all PCL picks. How do you replace guys like that for this year? Well, Quinn's back. Or, sorry. Yeah. I wrote it on the wrong line. For the three seniors we lost, they were just so good defensively. And then, like I said, they were – Mason was two and Blake Liffick was three, so – Unless somebody else walks into the gym tomorrow, I don't know who our two and three is. So, <laughs> <laughs> With uh, the way season's not that far away, I mean, I asked the other guys, how do you feel you're uh, doing or, or that you guys will be when the season kicks off? Or is that there's a long way between we, here and the next two weeks? Yeah, there's, yeah. We, we have, I don't know, seven or eight letter men coming back. We lost two guys who would have played before the season started. And they're back. They've missed a year. So, uh, I mean, I like where we're at. Practice has been good. They're very competitive. Um, we just got to find some pitching. Can you get Luke uh, one of those extra COVID years? Yeah, they'd, like they'd college. be okay. we take it. You know how many high schools are probably trying to figure out a loophole? I know. Where they could go. They'd be all right. Can we get one of those extra years? Yeah, they'd be okay. Well, that's awesome. I, yeah. I thank you so much. Yeah, I know thank you've you. uh, got to go talk to Nate. Yeah, I guess. We'll head that way now. <laughs> All right, thank you. Thank you so much. That's uh, Darren Henry from Lipsick. As we uh, continue, we'll talk about Audeville now, and I guess Ty gets to get to the hot seat. It just worked out that way. They wanted to go down the table, but Dusty was the first one here. Well, Dubay's got thoughts, but he's got a lot of thoughts. Uh, his, his opposition in ninth year head coach Ty Wanamaker. I uh, I think you may be the most reserved of this group. Um, well, it's hard to get a word in, honestly. I mean, That's why you had to move to this end of the table. It's <laughs> not wrong. Sitting across the table, by the way, from him uh, are Matt Dubay, Chad Hernsberger, and Dusty Peaster. So. He was sitting between where the last two were. So, yes, I, I will 100% say right. you're right. They don't even care. Like no, I was talking no. about them. They didn't even turn their head. <laughs> uh, you look at the, this year's group. Uh, you guys go 6-9 and nine last season. I, I understand what the PC answer is, but how maddening is it to only be able to play 15 games and then at times not play for like a week and a half? Yeah. I mean, it, it's hard to get a rhythm. And in high school baseball, when you you got to get in a rhythm, especially at the plate more so than anything. And to see pitches and it is essential. I mean, that that's what we preach right now in preseason. you got to see everything because we just got our basketball guys back this week, full squad. So we just started full squad on Wednesday with everybody. And the one thing I'm preaching to everybody is the reps, reps. you got to get those reps in. And it gets real frustrating because you can only work so long in the gym and the guys go crazy, coaches go crazy. It's, it, but unfortunately, that's just the nature of the beast because of our season, the way it is in the early spring. Shoot, there's snow on the ground today. <laughs> like, come on, we're supposed to play in two Let's weeks. Let's not bring that up. You know, so, uh, so yeah, it, 
it is what it is, and it's part of the game, but, um, yeah. Well, I'm not allowed to talk about your basketball team. That guy's pretty much blacklisted <laughs> me at this point. I talked to him enough. But how important, I mean, you guys have gone from picking a handful of kids, and it's not a secret, you guys are not a big school, mm-hmm. kind of similar to a lot of schools at the table of, you get a massive percentage of these kids to come out and play. And, you know, the girls have done it for years where as they've continued to grow the basketball program and uh, the soccer program, and, and you get a lot of these kids, I mean, how much of it is they truly love baseball and how much of it is they love hanging out with their friends? Um, you know, the more you see it, it's more they want to hang out with their friends. And uh, you got your baseball guys mixed in there, don't get me wrong, but you also have your athletes in there who baseball is not their first sport, but uh, basketball definitely is. But it's definitely that camaraderie that they have with each other that they just want to be around each other, just want to be part of the team and everything. And that's been our struggle in baseball is getting everybody that, you know, enjoys basketball to come out. Because don't get me wrong, I mean, we just talked about it, how it's so, so frustrating with the weather in the spring. Like who wants to stand out there for seven innings and freeze their butt off in the dugout? So, I mean, it's not the greatest thing in the world to to sell. So. Um, but definitely being with their buds, being out there with the competitiveness of, you know, I want to do this too type thing, um, they enjoy that. So that helps definitely get some numbers out. Well, if Fort Jennings would have used their money and Kaleida would have used their money, you guys chip in <laughs> some, you guys could have just built one dome. That's true. We could. I'm, I'm actually saving my money to uh, donate to the Miller City Track Program still, so <laughs> we're working on that. I know Matt is, too. (laughs) He got one (laughs) smile. He just kind of looked at you. Um, But it is crazy. You know, I've joked about that for years. If I could just take up a collection, like a GoFundMe, Mm -hmm. especially with baseball coaches in Northwest Ohio, I feel like I do pretty well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Easily. Definitely. Uh, I mean, Matt, uh, Chad's got a mate there with that carpet he's got on his field, so. (laughs) it's the cricket center field (laughs) that's true what's cricket played on a field i don't know you get one of those a pitch i don't believe it i don't i don't believe it i don't believe i'm going to be a party to this but not that far away uh we Mm -hmm. sit about 15 days you guys open up a balding and then you go to that carpet of Kaleida yes. and you pretty much visit everybody across the table early on. Yeah. Going to Fort Jennings uh, with your non-league game and then at Elida, I, I mean, that's that's not great. At least you get to, you don't have to go to Paulding before you go to all these other places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, the big thing is getting those games in early and most of the time we schedule those and we don't end up playing them. So <laughs> that's the downfall too there. But um, like, I'd rather play more games early just to get those reps in. And then learn earlier than later. So we try to bulk the uh, schedule as many games as we can in the beginning of the season. Um, but also in the past, we've been limited with numbers. Fortunately, this year, I, I get a decent amount of numbers. We've got 17 guys out on the team. Um, but we're still going to be struggling with uh, pitching numbers-wise. That's one thing we've been struggling with in the past couple of years is just the pitching numbers that we have available um, and we always, like everybody else at the table here, we've always got one guy that can go out every night for us, but it's finding the depth that's the problem. Well, apparently you should go into the Clyde School District. Yes. And you should see that one kid lives 
two roads down <laughs> too far and petition that he needs to move yes. and go to Audeville. Yeah, I don't know why I haven't thought of that. I right, right. That. I'm sure that. nobody's thought to try that. <laughs> I mean, just like all the kids that live between Audeville and Fort Jennings. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm sure my, nobody's thought of that. Yeah, my house is one of those, so. <laughs> oh, well. I made sure I built on the right side of the road. That way I wasn't in the Jennings School District. There used to be a guy on the other side that said he didn't like the color green. And then he changed sides, I think. That's <laughs> kind of how that went. Uh, but it, it really is cool to be able to see kind of how you guys are in that, you know, we, uh, you guys have all talked about between the lines, but then you're able to come together and just kind of sit and joke. And, and it's like a fraternity that, for the most part, is like a bunch of uh, annoying brothers to one another. It is, honestly. And I think that's just because we've been around each other for so long, too. Like, this is my ninth year, tenth year, whatever it is. Matt's been doing it for a while between PG and, and Jennings, and so is Dusty and Darren. So, and Abe even. I've known Abe uh, when he was at Allen East. Abe's so. like a weird outlier. Because, <laughs> right? like, he, yeah. he was there, but, like, he only gets credit for a couple of years. <laughs> That's true. He, he, did, he did come to the right part of the county. There, Jordan's so. sort of the same way. Because, yes. you know, they both are yep. in their second yes. at their current school. But, you know, Jordan talked about coaching softball for almost a decade and a half. I mean... I, it is cool, though. I mean, obviously, I have told people for years, I don't think you quite understand kind of the composition of, uh, for the most part, Putnam County baseball coaches. The only one I could think that comes close is the coaches in the MAC are all pretty close and that they're all close together the same way, and they've all known each other, played against each other for years. Yeah, and sure. yep. When you look at the league this year, you guys mm-hmm. go two and five. An oddity in that half of your games last year end up being conference games yes. that you're eventually able to get in. Yep. Right in that mix, I mean, uh, the difference between Lipstick, Collider, Fort Jennings, Audeville, Pandora, all kind of one or two games. Mm-hmm. And I would be willing to bet you, if I look at that, probably maybe five, six combined runs. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, last year, last year we were just trying to figure out because two years ago we had, we had that great senior class. We had six guys in that class that started for us and all weighed heavily. We had the Turbin. Turbin was our main pitcher. Seaver was there too. Once we had those guys healthy, I mean, we, we honestly brought back no experience. And last year a lot of those guys may have played in a couple varsity games before that. Um, so last year was a more of a learning curve for us and trying to figure out who our ace was because we did not have an ace. I would say probably till the second or third week of the season, um, definitively. And which by I was, then you're halfway through your game. Exactly, exactly. And it was like, gosh, which guy is going to be the guy? And and and, and we and it happened to be Jaden Jaden um, uh, Saxton, a, a, a freshman. So uh, that's why we were like, gosh. And and even Jaden couldn't he couldn't throw more than seven innings. And part of that was because you know he's a freshman. We don't want to blow his arm out the first year. So. Uh, it was a lot of relief work, a lot of throwing throwing guys two innings here and there, the devil ray away, you know, was, and, and we might have to do that a little bit this year. I feel like this year we've got two solid starters and Jaden and then Keaton Snipke came out of nowhere last year and threw two complete games after having not pitched at all up until last year pretty much. Um, and Nobody had any film on him. That's what No, exactly, yeah. So um, he did really well for us last year, and we look for him to do really well again and then it's just throwing guys an inning here and inning there. And Trey Landwer's coming back for us from injury. He had a rotator cuff surgery the year before. Um, so he wants to pitch. I'm really apprehensive with that. <laughs> but but um, when he pitched as a sophomore, he was he was pretty dominant, too, um, in the relief appearances that he had. So, um, 
yeah, it'd be nice to to get a good solid group of pitching because that's where we're going to go this year. So it's all going to depend on our pitching. I feel confident in our hitting this year um, with having extra at-bats from last year and more experience coming back too. Well, as I understand it, if it doesn't go well, you can always just bunt. Well, I'm – yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a, guy, a guy told me that one time. If it, you can't hit the ball, just try to bunt. That's true. That is true. I, I don't know. If, if you can't bunt, though, that's a problem. <laughs> well, <So. laughs> there is that. Yes. Then yes. you got a whole other set of problems. Yeah. Uh, you talk about uh, kind of pitching a little bit. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask a, a couple of guys this, but in terms of pitch counts, I mean, do you, do you guys have where this is at now of, you know, X is good, Y is bad, because I've always thought it was kind of an asinine thing in that the number, because you're not counting warm-up pitches, you're not counting your side, you're not counting your bullpen, any of that stuff of, you know, MLB guys, oh, we freak out when they hit 100. Mm-hmm. Well, if he throws 100 pitches in the game, he's probably thrown close to double that yeah. Yeah, throughout sure. the course of the day. What's yeah. the bad number? Yeah. I yeah. knew, I knew he yep. was going to want to be a part of this discussion. <laughs> As I'm watching him just yep. foam. You got me unmuted? Yeah. All right. For, well, maybe. Yeah. Pitch count is, is another one of those things that's really, really dumb. Uh, <laughs> it's not the number of pitches you throw. It's, it's the amount of rest that you get afterwards. And, and that's what people don't understand. I, I mean, you can go out there and throw 300 pitches, and you're going to be fine. As long as you take off six, seven days afterwards. You know, and any strength coach, any, any health professional will tell you that. It's just like lifting weights. You know, you go in there and you can lift – legs hard for two hours to where you can barely walk afterwards and you're going to be fine unless you try and do something with your legs the next day now if you take three four days off you're going to be fine it's the same thing with pitching and you know i I actually watched a video yesterday with goose gossage and he was talking about um the pitch counts of today and he just flat out said he's like look back in the day we all threw Relievers would throw 50, 75 pitches every day. Starters, 100, 150, 200 pitches. Yeah, and, and no arm injuries. Nowadays, guys have pitch counts, and everybody has an arm injury. You can't, you can't go through a major league pitching staff and find five guys who have never had an arm injury, and they've had pitch counts their entire life. I mean, I don't think that's a coincidence. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody who wants to complain can uh, tweet us at Wienerman46. On Twitter. That's our stock complaint department. I feel like I should run a disclaimer anytime chat shows up. What's that? Should be like a disclaimer. The following are the views of Chad Ernstberger. I know, but you know better than to ask me because you know I like giving my opinion. And a lot of times my opinion isn't the politically correct one. You just had to, you couldn't let that go. I knew that was coming. I I didn't, though. No, I, I appreciate it for real, though, because I'm always fascinated by that because I know that. For instance, there's a lot of talk about that, like not blowing kids' arms out at the youth level where you'll find one kid when you start letting him pitch 10 years old, whatever, that guys will, okay, well, the tendency is to ride them because some coaches, all they want to do is win. But I'm always fascinated by different coaches and their thoughts on, you know, what's enough, how do I get the most out of this kid and not, like you you were talking about having a kid coming back from surgery of, not blowing him out and uh, screwing him up going forward. I mean, they they can throw 10, 10 pitches with nobody on, 10 pitches with constant runners on. Those are 10 
sets of very different pitches. So what stress levels are they putting on their arms as well? It, it all comes down to... And then to what type of pitches in those pitches? Sure. Well, maybe. If you're doing them right, it really shouldn't be. But the reality of it is, is what's your rest period? How are you? What's your arm care afterwards? What's your arm care going leading up this. to? It's all about rest and arm care. I, Chad and I agree right here. Mm-hmm. We always agree, man, because... I'm gonna, I'm gonna probably go back. I'm gonna mark that. I'm gonna go cut that down. So later on, when I have their game against each other and they're both out there arguing, I'm just gonna play the clip that just no. says Matt and I would never argue here. Uh, can I add one more thing? Sure. So even though it's I do, dusty next. Even though I do completely disagree with pitch counts, I do always follow them. Um, <laughs> you you got to throw that out there nowadays. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, actually, I think <laughs> right now he's going to plug the microphone back I, in. I think I think the most number of pitches any of my guys threw last year was like 85. Um, it, but I do it more. Is that a verifiable game. fact by everyone else? At yeah, the absolutely. Table? You can go check on Game Changer. Um, right. Because I, I don't even think I had a perfect or a perfect game. I, I don't think I had a <laughs> I don't think I had a complete game last year. But no, I, I mean, I, I do follow it. I, I disagree with the rules, but I, I follow them. And, and back to your younger kids, um, you know, pitch count is only a, a thing when you're pitching off a raised mound. When you're throwing flat ground, nobody seems or, – or they still seem to care, but they don't understand that. What's the difference between throwing a, a flat ground pitch versus throwing a ball from shortstop? There's literally no difference. And how many? Who out there would say, you know what, shortstop, you have to stop at seventy throws today? Well, or, you know, when you're warming up, time. it's the same thing. If you're throwing from a flat ground mound, which you do from what under twelve, yeah, under thirteen, I, I don't know when that yeah. change is, but nobody says a word about a position player playing catch all day and and making all these throws, but they want to say it with pitcher. It's the same. It's the same throw on a flat ground. So it just tells me that there's, there's something else going on to, to warrant these pitch counts. Because, again, when you ask the medical professionals, they got no problem with it. They say it's all about the rest. So, you know, I, I, I'm all for, I, I'm all for the, the rest days with the current pitch count. But when it comes to, you know, a maximum of, what, 105 pitches, I think it is? 125. See, it's 120. I didn't even know because my pitchers never get that high. Because if you need 125 pitches, you sh- probably should have came out of the game way earlier than that. But um, hey, you have a microphone. Yeah. You can't talk to him. But like again, back back you just when I plug played, it in. I would throw Tuesday, Friday. I remember I, I threw district semis and threw like 150 pitches. Then I came back on Friday and threw like 160 pitches, and I did that quite a few times. And I played a long time after high school, and I never had an arm injury. Never. And I, ne- I never iced. I never did band work. I, I never did any of that stuff. It comes down to, are, are you in shape? And I think, is your mechanics correct? And then, are you mentally strong enough to do it? No, I don't, we don't have time. Yeah, for we that. don't need to talk about the pitchers. No. Uh, now debuting every Sunday afternoon on WZOQ Radio, the Chatternsburger Baseball Hour. Yeah, hey, I am available for a podcast. <laughs> I don't. Have, I don't have that kind of length or bandwidth on my podcast provider. I don't think. Uh, okay. Um, now that we've totally derailed the segment, anything else you want to add about your team? 
No, no. I just, I mean, just like everybody else here, uh, you know, we just want to compete this year. It's whether or not um, we can get that number one guy again. Uh, Jaden Saxton did put on 15 pounds of muscle over the year, and he is looking really good this year. However, like I said, Keaton Snipke, he's also put on some miles per hour too. So um, one of those guys we look to be our number one and be our Tuesday night guy. Now, I will say Tuesday nights does benefit like our situation this year. A couple years ago, I wish we wouldn't have had the Tuesday nights. Um, but I'm sure everybody's going to go through that eventually. So in our case, it does benefit us this year. So we'll talk about the uh, Miller City Wildcats. And according to Dan Kern, this is the 100th year of Miller City baseball with uh, the guy who's been there for, I think, about a quarter of them. Thanks, Nick. Guy who's been there for a while at Miller City now. Finally off the camera. <laughs> we'll turn his, his microphone back on and see how this goes. Hi there. Mr. Hearn, how are you? Mr. Peaster, how are you? Doing well. Hey, how's your house? Love it. I didn't, I didn't buy your other one, so I'm sorry about that. Wish I would have. You'd but be I close get, to... I wouldn't get harassed about living in Finley. So, uh, so you've been sitting down there for a while, and uh, a lot of things have been going on. There has been uh, it's quite a few sidebars, I think, that have gone on throughout this whole thing. But we'll start with your team first. Now, uh, your 14th year, you get uh, a team that everybody has talked about pitching. That's been the, their one big thing. And you've got maybe the biggest piece of all in uh, the returning PCL player of the year in Caleb Neese. 7-0 last year, a .94 earn run average. One of only, I think it was four or five kids to ever strike out 100 in a season at Miller City. That seems to me from the outside of whatever happens next, that's a heck of a way to start. Obviously, we're excited to have Caleb back. Um, he's worked hard all offseason to try to improve his game from that, so we'll see where it goes. Um, I think, as we kind of talked before this started, you know, the thing is, I think every, every team in this league, I heard Abe say, wants to be better. But when I go down the line, I would say every team in the league is going to be better. Um, so that means we'll have to be better, too. When you uh, look at the league from a whole, I mean, you come down uh, last year, it goes Grove, Miller City, Lipstick, Kaleida in the top four. Is that kind of how you see maybe that top four sitting this year? Well, I think Grove and Clyda are really, really, really good. Um, senior laden, which is, which is important. Um, so, I obviously I think I've got one of the better pitchers in the league, which which sometimes determines the game. Um, if he can stay healthy, if he can keep uh, keep himself in the game, um, from a standpoint of throwing strikes, we'll we'll have a chance to win when he's on the mound for sure. Um, but I, you know, Grove was seven and zero last year with their three best guys back. So I, I don't know. You, you can't look anywhere else but them. Clyde has got eight seniors returning, um, as Chad said, sixteen thousand starting pitchers. <laughs> so um, they're going to be really good too. So everybody in Clyde is now a starting pitcher. Every single person. Uh, and every person they've ever known. You're right. And every person they've ever known. Yeah. Uh, did you guys offer Caleb a new hat? Interesting. I got a text from his dad the other night. Um, he washed it. Um, his hat from last no, year? No, his dad did. He took it, washed the front of it, made Caleb mad, 
and said that that hat was 7-0 and last year. If he loses this year, it's on him. So we'll see where it goes. I, I wish I could remember, but I heard a story that uh, one of the teams that he, he pitched against had uh, taken and made fun of his hat, and then he pretty much just proceeded to go nuts against their lineup. It was one of the non-league. It was like, oh, it was Arlington. Uh, that would be a story I'm not aware of. I'm pretty sure it was uh, it was early in the year. Was it Arlington or Arcadia? One of the teams you guys played. We did not play Arcadia, and he did not pitch against Arlington. It wasn't. So not it was to somebody. hijack the interview here, but I can't. I just can't well. remember who it was. Somebody told me a story, and they're like, maybe we didn't. Uh, well, that's why I saved you for almost last. See, I know what comes next because Braden's next. So no matter how this goes, I at least have one interview that went well at midnight. Uh, it would not surprise me if somebody made fun of that because it was on the ground more than it wasn't. We tried to bobby pin it and <laughs> all that kind of stuff, but just didn't work. I, there must have been some magic in his hat. You lose uh, program guys coming from last year. How you get younger, obviously, this year, but you've got guys who we talked about earlier on with baseball guys that you have versus kind of having athletes. Uh, how, I guess, confident are you you're able to replace those kind of guys? Well, that, that is the question mark. We lose our catcher, our shortstop, our center fielder, and our third baseman. And um, if you're not strong up the middle defensively, you're not strong. So we're going to have to replace them. Um, I'm confident in the guys that are coming, um, but they're question marks as far as how they're going to do because those kids played varsity baseball for quite a few years. Um, I, I feel good about where we are. I think we... We have potential to, to be successful at those spots that we lost, but until we get out there and play, you just don't know. As it stands, Mother Nature, we'll see uh, how she plays with this, but you're supposed to have two with Edgerton and open with Patrick Henry in uh, just about two weeks. Other than having those question marks, I mean, with what you have coming back, how are you feeling going into having a doubleheader to open your season? That's I actually love it because when you have question marks, you need to play to get them figured out. Um, so the thing with that is, is Edgerton twice on Saturday, Patrick Henry on Monday, league with Jennings on Tuesday. So that means we're going to need a heck of a lot of a pitching to get through Saturday and Monday. Obviously, Caleb will start that Tuesday against Jennings. So we're going to find out kind of how deep we are. We're going to find out a lot of things if, if we get a chance to play those games. So early in the year um, – we want to compete. Every time you step on the field, you want to win. Um, but it's it's about figuring things out and who's going to put us in in the best position we can to make a tournament run. Well, I don't think Dave knows this yet, but uh, there's a good possibility might be there doing those Edgerton games. We so got power in the press the box now, so you'll be all right. <laughs> I, I'm excited. I always like coming over there because now that the press box has some power, it's a nice place to call a game from. I, I think you guys really have, except for the years that it's completely underwater, uh, one of the better fields, and you obviously put a lot of work into it. I don't think he knows this, but I wrote that down on my calendar. So. You interviewing that was a compliment me or Dave? About, no, Dave's interviewing okay. himself. <laughs> that was a compliment about your field. No, it, and that's the thing. Any any high school coach knows that they're they're the coach, they're the field crew, they're the concession operator, they're the lawnmower. They're they're pretty well everything, and um, the older I get, the tougher it is to do that. So I appreciate that compliment. <laughs> The older to throw, batting practice gets a little harder, too. Yes, that is accurate. <laughs> and hitting fly balls, I've seen maybe a little more struggles than, than it was in high school when you were a pretty good hitter. 
just get a better fungo. That's something <laughs> I can still do is I can, I can still hit a fly ball. That pitching I 10 years ago would throw from 60 feet, and now it's about 25. So <laughs> Getting older is not fun. Uh, it is kind of crazy, though. I have always laughed at the thought of, you know, coaches say, well, I can't hit anymore, but to get fungo bats. And I'm like, shouldn't it be kind of the opposite way where you get one of the big red bats and just try to, you know, have a bigger – Ability to hit to the outfield. Them things weigh a lot. Them regular bats. Well, that's true. Fungal bats are a lot lighter. But it seems like that uh, it's a smaller target. I don't know why it is, but give me a fungal bat to the infield all day. Maybe you should try to bat with that. Maybe you could uh, have DeBay pitch to you. He would strike me out, or the fungal bat would break because it's <laughs> really, really skinny. Well, okay. Is there a guy that you could strike out on the table? No. No? There's a couple guys that would strike you out. I think if you had a... Uh, maybe Hearn. Maybe me. Yeah, oh, you'd strike me out. I would look like Nate trying to uh, play against any high school kid a couple of years ago in Legion. That just did not go well. But uh, when you look at the league, I mean, outside of when you guys are beating up on each other, how proud does it make you, having seen a lot of the league for a lot of years, too, when they go against other teams and when you're kind of... I don't want to say you guys are able to help each other, but, I mean, you know, when you see each other, you go, Matt can maybe look at you and go, okay, well, you know, you guys didn't have this or that, and you can look at it and say, all right, now we can beat up on, you know, the OGs or Spencervilles of the world. Right. I think I think for the most part, everybody everybody pulls for each other, especially when it comes to tournament time. Um, you know, once, once you're defeated, you – it, it's good for the Putnam County League. It's it's good for um, the teams in the league if you have a team that does well. Um, it just all the way down to things like all state voting or tournament draws or you know when you have teams that are in the spotlight. Um, oh, that must be a decent league. Uh, you know that's that's all important. So, um, like I said, I I follow everybody here, even throughout the regular season, whether it's league, non-league, whatever it is. And um, outside of that night where you play each other, you want them to do well. How long? Did you sit with the district game before you were able to get past it? Just kind of because it was such an odd, kind of odd the way the game played out. Um, that's a good question. Um, or are you over it? Yeah, I I don't. It's it's a little bit different. You you compete during that game, right? At every game you play, you compete. Um, but coaching high school baseball is not about me. Um, well, but I'm saying, but I know you're the kind of guy who's into details of, you know, hey, maybe if I'd have done this on 2-2 or we'd have done it differently, like maybe the ball bounces differently. Yeah, I mean, there's – Darren could say the same thing even though they won the game. You know, they made some errors that they usually don't make to allow us to have a chance at the end. And that so. was kind of the odd thing too, and that's what I'm saying because – that game didn't play out how a typical Miller right. City or Lipsick game plays I, out. I think to the, the straight answer to your question is you're disappointed when you don't win a game like that. Um, the district finals is, is always a goal of ours. Um, getting to the regional tournament, it's tough to do. Um, and that, that is, that's where we want to be. Um, haven't been fortunate enough to do that very often. Um, but So that's what's disappointing about it. Am I disappointed in my kids? No. Because um, they go out there and play hard. You know, that's that that's how that goes I don't I don't fret on that stuff very long um my hopes are the kids that are coming back use that as oh that was a good experience we want to do better um but me personally it doesn't necessarily stick with me very long 
you look at the this team this year, obviously everybody knows about Caleb Meese. Who's the guy that is maybe doing well right now with, you know, your gym sessions and the one time you've been able to get outside that maybe people are going to be talking a little bit more about as the season goes along? Pitching, hitting, I guess, what, what do you mean? Any Either, of the above? Kind of anybody that sticks out to you right now the way they're working hard. Well, I mean, Tommy Wise is a senior as well. He He didn't get a whole lot of credit for the season he had last year pitching, but um, if you look at his numbers, he had some tough luck losses, but his ERA was outstanding as well. You know, he's Caleb's going to throw hard, Tommy's not, um, but he's going to throw strikes and uh, finds a way to get you out. So, I mean, I obviously I, I like him on the mound too. Um, I've been doing this long enough to know that what I see in the gym doesn't always correlate to the field. So for me to for me to answer that question without leaving somebody out. <laughs> Um, everybody looks good when the ball's coming in straight and you can hit it in the net. Boy, that was a hard hit, but might have been a fly out to second base. So <laughs> um, I like our pitching, and that's important in high school baseball. After that, we got to get on the field to see. Yeah, I mean, you, your top handful of pitchers, you had four guys who threw 10 innings or more last year that had ERAs of under 2.8. Just – how frustrating is that, though, to look at and go, all right, but we went 16, we lost 10 because a couple of those times we just couldn't get bat on the ball, like you said, to get it out of the infield. Right. Um, you got to, especially to advance in tournament, um, you got to play well. You got to hit well. We did not hit in that Lipset game until late. Um, once we started putting the ball into play, that's a game I think if it would have been a nine-inning game, we would have had a probably better chance as we kind of found our rhythm a little bit, but – that's not how it goes. Um, and, you know, the, the thing about high school baseball is the pitchers usually also hit. So, you know, they have a role in that as well. Um, we don't blame anybody for a loss. You know, everybody has a role to play. And what I like about my pitchers is if we got beat 2-1, to one, they're mad because they gave up two. You know, so, I mean, from that standpoint, um, you go out and you do the best you can. You compete and you try to win a game. The answer I, I, I know is every game. But do you have a game that always it kind of sticks out to you that whether it's the competitive nature of it or you just like going to the place or, or just kind of something about it that you look at the schedule and go, yeah, all right, I like that one. No. <laughs> okay. There you go. All right. You just don't like those long trips to Fort Jennings? No. What? What? I, I, I don't under, know. Some, I, I understand the question. I, don't, but I got. I mean, what, guys, what if I say Jennings and Clyde is like, you don't want this, or if I say Clyde well, and no, the base there, like, and be like, what? You think you just gonna come kick my butt? <laughs> so you know, it's it's that's a coach answer. The answer is well, no. Well, I'm just saying for whatever reason, sometimes some some guys just like, you know, going against certain coaches, and it doesn't mean anything about other coaches. It's just that one matchup for whatever reason, whether you're buddies, whether you're not. You didn't have to say why. No. All right. Fine. That's fine. I, I appreciate you. I'm not going to go there, Mike. I mean, Chad, who do you look forward to playing? Everybody. <laughs> All right, fine. Different versions of the same answer. I should have known that that was coming. It's baseball. That's, that's why we coach. You, you can't be scared of anybody. I should have known. I just, I, I just What, what I'm scared known. of is... You know, Dustin coming all, coming all pretty, and you know, he's looking good, like he just got out of church. And I, I did. I, I, I'm, I'm overwhelmed by that. 
he makes the rest of us look like we're dressed poorly. Well, he's overwhelmed by I, the fact that he just came out of church. I just assumed oh, that it was so the Sunday I, best. <laughs> so, all right, now it's, we've reached the fashion report here at the Red Pig Inn. That's what I know we've officially done too much. Uh, I appreciate all of you. I'm going to take a break, and you'll hear from Braden Sauter when we come back here on at WZOQ Radio. That's how I end. Ottawa's favorite nope. place for award-winning ribs and wings, including their great drink specials, is the Red Pig Inn at 1470 North Perry Street in Ottawa. Come in for their great daily lunch specials and their expanded new menu items. Stop in for Single on Wednesdays and the WZOQ Zoo Crew Sports Talk Show. Be sure to check out their live entertainment on the weekends. Follow your favorite baseball teams and more on the big screen TVs. That's the Red Pig Inn, 1470 North Perry Street in Ottawa, 419-969-1002. Back now on our Putnam County Coaches preview show here at the Red Pig Inn uh, talking uh, Columbus Grove baseball with the head coach of the defending champions in the Columbus Grove Bulldogs and Braden Sauter. And uh, full disclosure, as we record this, he's actually taking time out of watching baseball to talk baseball. Is that right? That is correct. I'm watching the World Baseball Classic as we speak. I think that means you're a junkie of some sort. Uh, yeah, you could say that. Uh, busy, a busy time for you guys. You've got picture day coming up in about a week. That means that the season is officially on the way, but now already in your third year as the head coach, you guys go 17 and eight last year. I love the note in the preview of how good last season was that the first time since 55 that you went undefeated in the league. That's, that's gotta be a heck of a start especially with having 13 letter winners coming back for this year. Yeah. Um, we actually, we didn't realize that that was, that that was an accomplishment that we were about, about to make until we were actually on the way um, to Fort Jennings. We were just kind of, we weren't putting the cart before the horse. We knew we had to get the job done. We knew Fort Jennings was going to come ready to play, give, give us their best shot because they knew it was an important game for us but we were kind of just messing around on the pcl website that uh kern has up and just like googling our records and we we're like when's the last time this happened because i mean i'm not a grove graduate so i i don't know my jv coaches and he was and he kind of told me he's like i have no idea we never did it I'm like well you guys had some good teams so i wonder when the last time it happened was so we were looking and looking and looking and we're like, well, shoot, it hasn't happened since before the league went to eight teams. So we go back to the section before it expanded and we finally found the year that it happened and it had been, it had been a while. And it was, I think we went the last time it had happened. I think Grove went five and zero in the league. That's what it says. Yeah. So, um, an awesome accomplishment that the guys were able to put together last year. Um, but obviously we were able to accomplish that, but then shortly after we didn't accomplish the goals that we had in mind um, for the tournament. So um, our main goal this year, um, obviously we want to defend our crown. We always want to win a league title, but our number one goal this year is to uh, win a district title because our senior group is a really good group, but that's the one thing we haven't been able to accomplish. 
heck, we haven't even won a sectional title with this group. So um, our main goal and our main site is on the postseason this year. I'm always fascinated with coaches who are in two leagues, and you guys have the NWC and the PCL. Do you put a little more because you go 4-4 four and four in the NWC, 7-0 the PCL, do you put more on one or the other, or do you just kind of let it play how it comes out? Um, early in the year, it's hard to prioritize one over the other because you just don't know what's going to happen. Um, both leagues are always really competitive, um, and we like to think we have a shot in either. Um, but, yeah, once we get a couple weeks in, I think last year we got two, three weeks in. We lost to Crestview in a one-run ball game um, on a Thursday night, and we had Lincoln View coming up. Um, so we knew that was going to be a challenge. We played that next week like we were trying to win both leagues still. Um, unfortunately, Lincoln View got us. Um, and once Lincoln View got us, we were pretty confident Lincoln View was not going to win or not going to lose two league games. And if they did, we were pretty confident that Crestview was not going to also have two league losses. So at that point, at that point, you prioritize uh, the other league. But at the beginning of the year, you try not to prioritize one over the other um, because we like to think that we could win either or hopefully both with the arms that we have. Speaking of that, looking at your three guys in Taylor Schrader, Brenton Renner, and Chep Hawker, they match up interestingly against the rest of the league in that you can go one way or the other, meaning if one guy maybe he doesn't have a good inning early on or two innings, you can go to one of the others. But you wrote this down that in the NWC, you've got Dane Ebel, Carson Hunter, Carter Ringwald, Luke Spores, and then Spores also is a part of that PCL with Jaden Smith, Carter Clausing, and Caleb Neese. I mean, that's just the start of it. You know you're going to see those guys. Were you able to learn anything about them last year that maybe can help an experienced group this year? Um, a little bit. It's kind of hard, um, especially with high school kids, because physically there's so much maturation from one year to the next. Uh, like the three guys I have are, they're nowhere near the same guys they were last year. They played Legion ball in the summer. They've been working on developing new pitches to their arsenals all off season. Um, so when our season starts, if people want to base how they approach our games on last year, they're probably in a little bit of trouble because our three guys have worked their tails off and they've developed an extra pitch or two. They've added a mile an hour or two um, just from being in the weight room, playing that Legion ball and just getting better. So we try not to put too much on the previous year, um, early in the year, it's tough because you don't have as many games to scout and go off of, but for the most part, I try to reach out to coaches and kind of base everything off of games that I can scout from the season of rather than the season before, just cause there's so much, so much turnover and maturation from one year to the next with high school kids. Your first 10 games, you basically have two home games with Corey Rawson and Elida. You hit literally everywhere in the County and pretty much every other County, including going out to Salida on a Saturday. I mean, is that a big test for those guys early on and that you're going to find out how good you are by the time you get to about game 10 against Miller City of 
you've had a handful of league games, you, you've got to know who you are at that point. Yeah, we're going to, we're going to be road warriors. We're going to be battle tested. Um, I think week one on the schedule, we got Arlington who brings back everyone from last year. They finished around 500. We got Elida who's always tough coming out of the WBL. Uh, we get Liberty Benton who's good. Um, um, trying to think of who else we got early on. You open with Arlington, you go to PG, Lida, LB, Corey Ross, and Audeville. Uh, that's your first eight days. Yep. And then we go to Salina for a doubleheader with them in New Haven. Um, so, yeah, we'll find out a lot about our team. Um, we'll find out a lot about the depth that we think we have. We'll see if – We'll see if we do, in fact, have the depth that we think we have. The young guys who are supposed to step up this year um, fill some roles um, from guys that we lost from last year's senior class and just guys that we need to add um, to our rotation. We'll see what we have with those guys moving forward, and hopefully those guys can step up so that we don't have to overuse um, our top three, four arms before we get into the home stretch of league play and into tournament play. Um, cause we kind of ran into that last year a little bit where we had some health issues, um, with runner and Schrader. Um, and we kind of ended up having to ask Shep to do, um, a little too much down the stretch. He did it greatly. He didn't have any struggles doing it, but obviously you don't want to put that much stress on a kid's arm if you don't have to. So as we sit or a couple of days away from uh, the start of your scrimmage season, you get Botkins, Wampok. McComb and Antwerp, teams that kind of specialize in things that are, are different. They bring you different challenges. As you sit a couple of days before your scrimmages and uh, two weeks before the start of your season, how are you feeling about what this team can be? I feel really good about where we're at. Um, the last couple of years, uh, the buildup to the season was a lot of um, – just basics, fundamentals, teaching, situations, positioning, all that kinds of stuff. Um, and with the amount of, ex amount of experience we have this year, obviously we're doing all that stuff with the younger kids, but we don't have to do it as much with the varsity guys. So we're able to, we're able to think back to last year, what we struggled with early on in the year situationally, um, some stuff that came up that we didn't prepare for before games started that we now know we need to prepare for. Um, so we're able to focus more specifically on things of that nature instead of just focusing on the fundamentals and seeing what happens that first week of games. Um, so I feel like we are, I feel like we're a lot more prepared going into even our first week of scrimmages than we were going into our first week of games last year. And some of that comes with just having our basketball guys sooner and having everyone but our two wrestlers for the last two weeks. Well, I hope that uh, Mother Nature doesn't bother you horribly and that you guys have a heck of a year. <laughs> yeah, you and me both. Well, we'll see how that goes. Thank you so much for yeah. doing this. Yeah, no problem. I appreciate you letting me come on. That's Braden Sauter talking about Columbus Grove baseball. We've got more from the uh, other coaches in Putnam County when we come back here to the Red Pig Inn in just moments on WZOQ Radio.
Ottawa's favorite place for award-winning ribs and wings, including their great drink specials, is the Red Pig Inn at 1470 North Perry Street in Ottawa. Come in for their great daily lunch specials and their expanded new menu items. Stop in for single on Wednesdays and the WZOQ Zoo Cruise Sports Talk Show. Be sure to check out their live entertainment on the weekends. Follow your favorite baseball teams and more on the big screen TVs. That's the Red Pig Inn, 1470 North Perry Street in Ottawa, 419-969-1002. That's why I didn't do it. Back here at the uh, Red Pig Inn as we uh, finish up. And uh, finally, Dusty gets to the nachos. I asked him if he would like anything else, and he just responded, nope. Which, if you've been with us, you know exactly what that's a reference to. But uh, a big thank you uh, to uh, Braden Sutter and uh, Darren Henry were here earlier on. Abe was here for the entire show, and then he just took off recently as well. And uh, two Nick Watkins, Jordan just left as well. That uh, leaves me with the, uh, I don't even know how to describe this crew, honestly. Any of you got anything else you'd like to say on the way out? Not Chad. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. Just want to say thanks for doing this. And honestly, um, our, kid, our, our kids in Northwest Ohio are fairly lucky, I think, with the coverage they get at this level um, because of guys like you. And, uh, and I mean that sincerely with, uh, with Dave's help, obviously, um, to get the chance to just to have a day like this or the games that you guys put on. Um, it, it's a really neat thing. So we appreciate what you guys do. Don't try to be nice now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I echo that. I was going to say that, but I was being the polite one and let Dusty go first. But No, it... it we joke around a lot, Mike and, and Dave, but obviously, um, again, everything he says is 100% correct. You guys go out of your way to, um, you know, to do a lot for these high school kids, and it's much appreciated, I know, by all of us and all the fans as well, so thank you. Uh, same thing, obviously. Uh, and They're all holding a cue card, by the way, if you yeah, can't see absolutely. it. Absolutely. Just, just know, read this. Mike, Nate, Dave, all the guys, you guys give our, our boys coverage and, and give them some due that – that they are lucky for, and we appreciate that. And I just want to wish, wish all the guys in the PCL, too, good luck. You know, we wish the, yeah, wish the boys and, and all the coaches uh, all the success um, that, they, that, they can, that they can have this spring. <laughs> Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> the way that you end up like, I don't know how to get out of this. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and good luck, and uh, yeah. No, yeah, definitely. Uh, really appreciate what you guys do. I wish... And I can, I'm probably speaking for these guys too. Like back when that's we a played, dangerous course. Back when we played, it would be nice. It would have been nice to have this coverage. And the problem kids, is, you guys all played before the internet. That's sh- shut up, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Honestly, we we don't Right? I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Let's be honest. If it's if the weather's not nice, Mark's not out there. Come on. Let's be honest. Just cut out the weather part, and you could probably you probably just put that out yeah. there. Yep. Yeah. No, but I I'm happy that we were finally able to do this. We did it once a couple of years ago, and uh, then the, just the world is what it is. But Should we asked Chad how he feels about COVID again. We don't have time. <laughs> See, this is what we're calling a closing. We don't have time. He can come back Wednesday. If you'd like to be a part of the uh, Red Pig basketball preview. <laughs> Stay tuned for the announcement of my podcast. <laughs> right, right. Chattersburger Talks will debut every Sunday, right before Abe's, Abe's Music Hour. 
Uh, this is uh, it, it's been cool though. I mean, uh, I, I again, I thank you guys for all being a part of this and for coming here and for eating our food. Yep. 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 <laughs> you got anything else? No, just thank you. Thank I'm you. just trying well to make you, try to make you speechless. That's all I'm trying to do. That's what we've got. Uh, don't forget Wednesday. We've got uh, what time is that show? Six. Six o'clock here at the Red Big Inn. We'll talk about Audible Glendorf and their basketball tournament. Are you going to be here? No. And on their run? Nope. Hey, tell him if I'm going to be here. Nope. See? <laughs> so you to call in? Maybe. I'll probably call in and talk. Otherwise, <laughs> I will not be here. Uh, but we've got uh, OG basketball next Saturday at 1045. Hopefully the uh, finals on Sunday as well. And uh, high school baseball just hopefully a couple of weeks away. Stay away, Mother Nature. And uh, that's that's what we've got. Uh, make sure to tune over to Z Sports 3 now as we have the uh, Northwest Conference coaches. I would imagine Darren's probably about there over at B-Dubs. And uh, overall, I would say this went well. Everyone's nodding because I cut their microphones off. We should try to do it again next year. Not next week. I cannot handle two weeks in a row of this. Next week is the state finals. That's what we've got. Have a great afternoon from all of us here at the Red Pig Inn and WZOQ Radio. Here I go. You've been listening to WZOQ Radio. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at ZSportsLive for the best high school sports coverage in Northwest Ohio.